Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, J.D., before, uh, before I start, I just wanted to say that Gregory's in, in the chat bot. I just saw that, yeah. I just told him we miss him. All right, hit the music. All right. All right, I'm going to... Hold on one second, man. Hold on. Hold on to your butt. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm going to use this on my computer. I'm going to use Sweet Emotion. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. No problem. Crank it. No problem. Yeah. Go ahead. Emotion, and we are back for episode 17 at Raw Radio TalkShoe.com. www.talkshoe.com is the address. 1-724-444-7444. This is episode 17 of Raw Radio for Monday, November the 15th, 2015, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I am your host with the most is the infamous JD, the Iceman from Pittsburgh. And of course, with me as always is my sidekick, the human suplex machine, John Gross from Virginia. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing just fantastic. we got a big show lined up for you this afternoon, folks. And, of course, we already gave out the address and the telephone number. Of course, that number is 1-724-444-7444, pound 138744. We would like to say hello to our uh, special friends out there today who are hopefully listening to us and 
also having a chance to uh, maybe call in as well. We'd like to send hello to a good friend of ours, Gregory the Diesel Kramer, who is not with us today. He has another obligation fulfilled. We will hopefully have him back on the show next week. But we hope to have some other guests join us, including the King, Gerard T. Smith, as well as a few other surprises along the way. But, John, as we begin the show today, we've got a lot to dive into from this past week. It's been a crazy week in the world of wrestling. Oh, yes, definitely. We found out that um, Nick Bockwinkle, he passed away at age. Yes, that's going to be our first story of the day. Yes, Nick Bockwinkle, the former AWA world champion and a member of the Bobby Heenan family, as you know, back in the day, who fought guys like Billy Robinson, Vern Gagne, and at one time Hollywood Hulk Hogan, when he was just simply Hulk Hogan back in the 80s, however, passed away suddenly over the weekend, tragically at the age of 80 years old. And, of course, as you know, Nick Bockwinkle was also a member of WCW, being the executive vice president one time uh certainly one of my faves of all time however i mean he was a true bad guy the fashion plate of wrestling he called himself on beverly hills as you know a great great wrestler as we said and a great champion and a human being i heard outside of the ring uh certainly we will miss him and right now uh before we continue on with our uh, show here today we'd like to pay a moment of silence to him and his family as well as his friends we will miss you nikki and godspeed we uh thank you for the memories all right Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, Nick Bockwinkle, great wrestler, suddenly taken away from us as we lost another true legend this past weekend. But the other big story, John, we're following how is what happened down in Australia this Saturday night. Ronda Rousey, if you will, the so-called queen of the USC, if you will, taking on undefeated Holy Holly. I almost said the wrong name, right? But I got it right finally. <laughs> Holly Holm. There we go. I said it right. And uh, let's just say Ronda got a little too uh, cocky, if you will. Let's just say no pun intended. And as a result, she got knocked out in the second round and with it lost her title on Saturday night there in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, your impressions about the fight, John? Shocked. Very shocked that Ronda got beat. Yep. There's talk already they might be having a rematch down the road. I know that uh, Dana White has been speaking his piece within the last 24 hours or so, or 48 hours, counting today, if you will. And I think we're going to see a rematch. I really do. Yeah. Uh, the question is, yeah. when will it happen? We don't really know where it will happen. We don't know either. But uh, we're going to keep our eyes peeled on this story in more ways than one. All right. If I know Ronda, J.D., if I know Ronda, yes. she's going to bite back and get the title. Oh, no question. I mean, I think she's hungry now. I think this time she she took this fight too lightly. We saw it the uh, fight a uh, little weigh-in on Friday, however, the way she was. How, and it just didn't look like she was playing up to uh, her ability, let's just say. She was acting a little smug, a little Apollo Creed-esque, if you will, however, thinking this was going to be an easy fight. Well, that proved to be a big mistake, as we saw Saturday night. Speaking of which, another story we're following here on Raw Radio this afternoon. As reported last Friday, Billy Gunn, the former WWE Tag Team Champion and NXT trainer, is no longer with the WWE. Apparently, he tested positive over the week, however, for PED at a powerlifting competition, we understand, earlier this summer. And as a result, reports say, however... He was never drug tested at the performance center, as not only talent, as only talent and not coaches are strapped for tested, excuse me, but he has a highly evaluated testosterone, I can't even say the word, now I'm trying to say it right, testosterone ratio, almost nine times over the legal limit. As a result, he has been suspended from powerlifting for four years, and WWE says right now, however, they felt they had to release him as a trainer, despite the fact he was on PEDs. 
and make, not making the developmental program look bad, but they're looking at two people to replace Billy Gunn right now. No word who this guy, these guys are right now, but, John, this is a big blow for WWE and NXT. A definite big blow for WWE, and just like Chad said, it's another fall from grace. Yes, and Chad, he, that John is referring to is our captain, if you will, of the ship power, Mr. Chad Hinshaw, who we hope to hear from at some point today, maybe either in the chat box or on the telephone. Anyway, the number again is one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. As we said, pound one three eight seven four four. This is episode seventeen. Of course, this week is Survivor Series week. Also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the Survivor Series will be coming up this Sunday in Atlanta. Next Monday, of course, they will be in Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, and then next Tuesday, right before Thanksgiving, for you fans in the Indianapolis region, they'll be coming back to your neck of the woods. I know they'll be in my neck of the woods in just two weeks from now, as I will be attending that show in more ways than one as they will be coming to Pittsburgh at the end of the month. But tonight they are in Greenville, South Carolina, and tomorrow night they are down there in beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee, the home of Rocky Top, if you will, there in Knoxville. Another story we're following, John, of course, is the update on Nikki Bella. We understand that Nikki Bella, according to Paige, her good friend, has provided a medical update at this point, however, and it looks like Nikki Bella is going to be out of action for at least six more weeks, we understand, due to fusion in her neck, as I believe she had some uh, neck issues, let's just say, in more ways than one. We don't know when and where she will be returning, but Paige was uh, quick to point out earlier this weekend, however, at the Gorilla Position podcast, that Nikki will be out for six more weeks because of... uh, Neck uh, trouble, however, uh, needless to say, we don't know when she will be back, however, but we understand, however, she could be back sometime place in December. John, your thoughts about the latest news on Nikki Bella? Well, we can call her the, well, we used to call her the fake plastic, you know what, but with all due respect given, yes. she, she, needs to, she needs to give this time off because she's got a lot of problems with her neck, she's got a yes. lot of injuries. Indeed. I mean, think about her her uh, boyfriend or fiance, I should say, John Cena. Yes. And she had hand injuries too. Yes, that's correct. That is correct. And I think you're right. She does need the time off. I wouldn't be surprised if Nikki comes back by the end of the year, early January. I think this time off for her and Cena is more appropriate, if you will. We'll have to keep an eye on this story as well. Another story we're following here on Raw Radio this afternoon is the latest developments of Ring of Honor, ladies and gentlemen. It was announced, of course, however, that Ring of Honor, which premiered back in May on Destination America, will air their final episode coming up next Wednesday. And earlier before the show today, just a short time ago, we found out that they now have a new television network to call home. Beginning in December, we understand they will be airing on the Comet television channel. We don't know what cable provider you have or what station that is yet, but we're going to continue to get updates on that. John, your thoughts about ROH switching allegiances from Destination America to Comet? Well, I think it's a good opportunity for them to switch to the TV because they don't want to fight with WWE and TNA. And, you know, I think it's a good start for Ring of Honor. Yeah, but the thing is, though, you talk about TNA, they're still talking about maybe being out of business by next year. We still don't know if they're going to go back to Spike TV. We heard a few weeks ago they were still negotiating with Spike about a return there. I mean, right now, I mean, Destination America thought they could get these two in a package deal, and this would be good things for them. Well, the reins have not been strong on either show. 
uh, going to a new network or back to their network home, if you will, however, could be the kickstart they need maybe just to save their uh, company. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Only time will tell on that. But uh, that being said, it's going to be very, very interesting to say the least. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another story we're following, and we just heard this just moments ago as we were coming on the air today, ladies and gentlemen. We were talking about Ronda Rousey here at the start of the show today. We have heard now that Divas champion Charlotte Flair is in the news, however, and it's for a good reason, however. She quote, was quoted saying last week, however, in an interview with the Sun newspaper, however, that she might want to have a match with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. And here's what her quotes were on a possible match with Ronda. Honestly, that would be amazing. I love the fact that she's bringing attention to the female locker room in WWE and recognizing us as athletes and not just divas. But we have a lot of talented women wanting for a shot to get this. So get in line. And if she would stand in for Stephanie to get the match, Charlotte was saying this too. Absolutely. I'll take her place. If it is to face Ronda, then yes. Uh, Your thoughts about Charlotte's comments here, John? My thoughts? Yes. Uh, I think it'd be a great match, but I don't know if Charlotte can hold Ronda Rousey down. <laughs> I don't think so either. Ronda's a tough, tough cookie. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. No doubt about it. I think it would be interesting, too. I mean, Charlotte's got her own things to deal with, obviously, coming up this Sunday. She's got a big match coming up with Paige, her former NXT adversary, who the last few weeks are, has been really in... Let's just say her former teammates' head. Uh, another person who is making the news as of late, and for somewhat a good reason, Hulk Hogan is back in the news, however. As this past weekend, he did his one-man comedy show over in the U.K., however, and he was quoted as saying recently, however, during his evening with Hulk Hogan last week in Sheffield, England, he's not done yet as far as wrestling goes. According to him, Hogan was quoted as saying, however, you guys are loyal. You know I made a huge mistake or said something really dumb. That's because I was mad or at a low point point in my life, but that's not who I am. I'm not done yet. I need to learn another lesson. There are two Vince McMahons. On a personal level, I love him to death. As a businessman, I respect him. He's a good guy. He really is. Uh, We talked about Hogan so many times on our show and other shows as well, including Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, Attitude Radio, however, with all of our panel, however, and I'm going to ask my colleague here, John, your thoughts now about the new uh, developments by Mr. Hulk Hogan. I definitely think Hogan's going to come back to WWE for what he said, for what he just said. Mm-hmm. And I hope he's learned his lesson for what he said, because because if he ever did that again, he's out. Yeah. I think, however, this time away has served him well. I hope it has, and we'll have to keep an eye on that, certainly without question. I mean, I really do. But you never know. I mean, sometimes, how are these people get chances, how and sometimes they uh, slip up again. But I think this time, I think, like you said, Hogan may have learned his lesson. I hope he does, however, mind you, however. Uh, that being said, however, uh, it should be very interesting uh, to keep an eye on this story. And as we said, however, uh, the question is, do you see him in, like, a trainer role? Do you see him in a managerial role? Do you see him even fighting one more big match, even though he hasn't fought a match in quite some time? What's your take? could see him fight one big match. And who would that be matched against, do you think he would go up against? I could see him maybe, like, say, Kevin Owens. Yep. That would be a great match. I think there's been talk. I know a while back Kevin Owens was talking about hiding some big competition, and right now I think one of those names could be the Hulkster. I mean, granted, Hogan's a lot older than Kevin Owens is, and 
somewhat bigger than I mean they're kind of almost even in weight. However, I mean Hogan six eight three hundred pounds, Owens six four six five about two sixty five two seventy in his mid thirties from Quebec. Um, I would be entertained by that match at WrestleMania should it happen if they decide to go with that one big match at WrestleMania. This year. We'll have to see about that, obviously. And speaking of WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen, another thing we're going to be uh, keeping an eye on is what happened last week, however, when reports began to surface that The Undertaker and John Cena might have a match with each other at this year's WrestleMania. And as we said, The Undertaker, of course, this being The Undertaker's 25th anniversary this week, starting off tonight with Ron Greenville, South Carolina, of course, could be fighting one of his final matches of his career, ladies and gentlemen, and it could happen this Sunday at the Survivor Series as him and Kane plan on to take on the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, and Braun Strowman, the big 6'8", 400-pound black sheep of the Wyatt family, if you will. That is going to be very, very interesting, to say the least. Uh, the other match we've already heard is the Divas Affair, but... Some of the matches we're keeping an eye on is, of course, this tournament that they are having to see who will be crowned the new WWE World Champion after what happened a few weeks ago when Seth Rollins tore his ACL, MCL, and meniscus, if you will, and as a result is starting to rehab, or at least be starting to rehab, hopefully down the road eventually, and as a result, however, will be uh, off to the side at least for the next six to nine months, however, because of this. Uh, as a result, early reports are saying that it could be Dean Ambrose winning the title this Sunday in Atlanta. A lot of people still think Roman Reigns is going to have a really good chance to win it after uh, not uh, capturing the title earlier this year at WrestleMania. And speaking of Roman Reigns, Howard, he's got a big match tonight, John Cesaro. That is going to be a fantastic match, to say the least. Great. A great match. He'll be awesome. I mean, these two are going to put on a clinic in there, no question. Now, if you're WWE's booking logic right now and you're playing Booker Chair 101, as like we do almost every Monday on Raw Radio, however, and sometimes we do it off the air too, however, i got to ask you, do you start this out with these two or do you close it out with these two and sell Survivor Series that way? I'd close it out. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Roman last week took on the big show. And uh, Cesaro had that great, great match last Monday night in the U.K. against Sheamus. I thought that was a phenomenal match. I mean, more and more in the past, like, I don't know how many months it's been, but ever since Tyson Kidd went down with that unfortunate mishap at the hands of Samoa Joe earlier this summer, I mean, Cesaro at times has been hot, cold, cold, hot. But right now, he's got to get hot again, I feel. I mean, this is one guy, I think, in the next year that WWE better start looking at his future because this guy has so much future. The fans love him. The kids love him. I know some of our panel members like him, including one of our very good friends, the Queen Diva herself, Michelle Lynn Dodds, who's a big fan of Cesaro, among other people. Let's just say, but uh, she knows she knows that I'm right when I say Cesaro is the man without question. Speaking of man, how our congratulations is in order for two special wrestlers who just recently got married within the past week. The first being Nick Dinsmore, better known to you folks as Eugene. Congratulations to him. And to one particular person, I know our Queen Diva is not going to be happy for me saying this, but i got to say congrats to him anyway, to the Viper himself, Randall Keith Orton. Yes, folks, the Viper got married this last week, ladies and gentlemen. Some from all of us here at Raw Radio, congratulations to Nick and also to Randy Orton, ladies and gentlemen. Best of luck in your marriages, boys. We're very happy for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. With that said, the number again is one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Of course, we got a great show for you this afternoon. We're gonna maybe have a special guest or two pop on the show today. Uh, right now, our good friend Gregory Kramer, the Diesel, is out of action today. 
on a prior commitment. We hope to have him back with us next week. Also, we're expecting, hopefully, Mr. Rass and Ralph Atkinson. The King, Gerard T. Smith, should be on his way in very soon, as well as a few other guests. So we're just playing it by ear and winging it right now, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, John's got some wrestling history for us right now, so let's go to him with that, with the wrestling dates and birthdays from the past weekend. So take it away, John. Yes, indeed. The 1987 Legends Battle Royal featured a Legends Battle Royal, which was won by Lupez, 72 years old. Wow, 72. Wow, talk about a true icon and legend there, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you have your Bruno Martinos, you have your Lupezes, you have your uh, Von Eriks, and everyone in between, but uh, very, very interesting there, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, November to remember 1996. ECW featured the debut of the Blue World Order. The bad guy, the, the blue guy, Stevie Richards, Dan, uh, if you will, the blue meanie. Uh, also, Hollywood Nova, better known to you all, a simple Simon Dean, Mike Bucci. I remember that very well. How I can remember when they did the whole kiss gimmick, if you remember, at one time. I mean, this is a group that a lot of people, and I even have this DVD in my stash here in Pittsburgh at home, at my house, how are called the best of the BWO. And you talk about funny moments of the BWO, ladies and gentlemen. This is just priceless to watch. There's a lot of great moments in there. Yeah. Um, right. What else we got? WWE held their Hall of Fame induction ceremony in the uh, Marriott Marquis Hotel. All right, what year was that? 96. That was the first year of the Hall of Fame. Okay, who was the first recipients in the Hall of Fame class that year? Can you tell us? Captain Lou Albano. Great manager. Used to manage the Wild Samoans, George the Animal Steel, among others, and an actor Kill- at one time, too. Killer Kowalski. The trainer of Triple H, among other great legendary wrestlers. A true legend there. Baron Michael... Baron Michael Cicluna. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. He used to wrestle back in the old Worldwide Wrestling Federation in the mid-70s. I do recall him seeing him in a couple of old matches on YouTube. I watched a few of them. Yes. The Valiant. Ah, Jimmy Valiant and Johnny Valiant. I told the story before about the Valiant Brothers people. Uh, My father actually went to high school with Johnny V, believe it or not. I met him when I was a young boy. Jimmy Valiant, I can remember him as the madman, boogie-woogie man from whatever district he was on, but he was also in the Crockett organization in Mid-Atlantic back in the 80s, and he took on guys like Paul Jones and Abdul the Butcher and uh, Paul Jones' henchmen like the Barbarian and the Berserker. Uh, Of course, they were also Worldwide Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions in the mid-70s or the early 70s. I do recall that, Jerry and Jimmy. Johnny Rod. The man who trained Taz, believe it or not, among other great legendary wrestlers, believe it or not, yes. Pat Patterson. The first IC champion, believe it or not, and a true nice guy once you get to know him. I actually have a few people I know in the past who have had a chance to meet him outside of television and outside of, uh, uh, like, the arenas, uh, basically, like I said, on TV or pay-per-view. He is supposed to be one of the most nicest people, down-to-earth guys you ever want to meet. And I grew up watching Pat. I remember Gorilla Monsoon when I was very, very young. He used to announce the All-American Wrestling Show. And he was actually a member of the first WrestleMania, too, John. If you remember, he was one of the two guest referees in that big main event with Hulk Hogan and Roddy Roddy Piper in the Garden. Yep. Vincent J. McMahon... Senior, Vinnie Mac Sr., yes, Mr. McMahon's father himself, the great Vinnie Mac Sr., however, if you will, who, of course, brought a lot of superstars, including Bruno Sammartino, Pedro Morales, and others into the company. And last but not least, 
Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Which has fallen upon hard times, and all of us are saying prayers for him and his family right now. I mean, this is a true legend. How I mean, like, another great guy, how whose daughter is in the business now, Tamina, and uh, we all know about the Superfly's history uh, as a singles and tag guy. He, of course, did the famous. Uh, Famous I Love You thing all the time. And, of course, one of his greatest matches I think we'll all remember is where we were in 1983 in the old MSG arena. Let's just say when he took on the original rock, Don Barocco, and did that famous super fly splash. But for me, I can remember the incident with him and Roddy Piper. May he rest in peace. Another great legend who we lost earlier this year, however, referring to Piper, how when Snuka got whacked in the face with a coconut, of all things, by the hot run. And, of course, that set up the big feud heading into the first WrestleMania, let's just say. Yeah. 17... Uh, Go on. Yeah. Sorry about that. My psychic's a little tired there. He probably had a crazy night last night. That's all right. No, we're, we're hanging in there regardless. Go on. 15 years ago, moving yes. to Guerrero, beat Billy Kidman for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship for the third time. That was in uh, what year? 15 years ago, you said? That was 2000. And I remember, I think it was after. Was that in Australia? 1998. Okay, I remember a few years after this that he uh, got into some heavy trouble did Juventud Guerrero because of some uh, drug-related issues much later on down the road, which was very sad, unfortunately. But I have not heard that name in quite some time. And I think when I think of Hoobie, I think of the great matches he had with Rey Mysterio and ECW, some of the matches he had with, like you said, the Kidmans, the Jerichos, the Eddie Guerreros, the Malinkos, the, uh, so many other great crews, like the Ultimo Dragons. I mean, he is a true... Very decent middle Mexican lightweight, let's just say, in more ways. And I'm not saying he's a lightweight by being mean. I'm just saying he was a true one of the true lightweights in that division because they used to have a great cruiserweight division back in the day. Yeah. And 12 years ago, we had WWE presented Survivor Series in 2003. And uh, that was held where and who was on our main event that oh, night? The main event was Triple H and Goldberg, but we also had... Some great matches, too. Please tell us. We had Survivor Series elimination-style matches. We yes. had Kurt Ang- Team Angle, yes. Team Lesnar, 5-3. Oh, yes, that's right. That was a good match. I do recall that now, yes. Team beat Shane McMahon in an ambulance match. Yes, I remember they started their feud, I think, earlier that fall, I think, or late that summer in August, early September that year, and it culminated at the Survivor Series. That's right. And King Bischoff beat Team Austin, yep. which Hulk Cold lost his position as co-general manager. Yes, because he had won, I think, the spot earlier at No Mercy to be assistant to Bischoff for about a month or so, and that kind of drove Bischoff cra- uh, crazy. I almost said batty, but I'll say batty too. And considering the history of those two, both on and off TV, they've made up their differences from the past, because it was back in the day, it was that Bischoff was the man who actually fired Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day in 1994 in WCW, if you recall. 95. 95, my mistake, okay. Yes, you're right. And also, that same night featured Vince McMahon and The Undertaker in a Buried Alive match. Wow. Wow. And we all happened. 
Oh, man. Some great memories there, no question about it. And like you said, Triple H and Goldberg had a great main event in Dallas that night where this year's WrestleMania is coming up. And, of course, as you know, WrestleMania two weeks ago started selling tickets already, we understand. They are just uh, flying off the shelf, I understand, in Dallas. They are really getting excited to have that big event down there coming up in April this year. I wish I was going. I was supposed to originally go with some friends of mine, and unfortunately at the last minute something came up. So this year I'm going to miss WrestleMania being there in person, however, but I will be there in spirit, of course, to see the big show with some friends watching it on their TVs, however, and I know my one friend is going down there. He is looking very much forward to being there in cowboy country, if you will, as it should be a crazy, crazy time in Jerry Jones's house, to say the least, coming up in late March, early April. All right, here's one more. One All right, more. go for it. John Cena in 2004 beat Carlito in just 25 seconds to win the United States title for the third time. And I think that was Carlito's swan song shortly thereafter because I think he either got his release or he just demanded his release afterward. I don't recall, but I'll have to double-check my notes to be sure. But, yeah, I do recall that now, certainly. Certainly. All right, what do we got as far as birthdays go? Who's on the birthday uh, roll call? No birthdays today? Nope. Okay, what about yesterday or Saturday? Do we have anyone from Saturday or Sunday? I did that for, uh, I did that on the, uh, Oh, the Attitude Radio? Okay, uh, please reiterate to our fans out there, just in case they didn't know and they didn't hear, who do we have on the birthday call? Saturday, Sunday would have been Randy Savage and Buddy Rose's birthday. Two great legends there, folks, and, uh... You talk about a great legend. I mean, we've talked about so many times with the Macho Man, too, on our show, however, and we've talked about it on other shows, too. However, a great guy. And Playboy Buddy Rose, back in the day, if you will recall, he was known as the executioner at WrestleMania 1, ladies and gentlemen. He also, yeah, he was the executioner, and he also teamed up with Doug, excuse me, I can't say it, Doug Summers, there we go, back in the old AWA, however, taking on uh, guys like Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, among Greg Gagne and Kurt Henning, and they were managed by a great valet and a very sweetheart of a manager. I don't care what you say about her. She is still one of the true great female managers of all time, and that is sensational Sherry Martell, who managed not only those guys, but she also managed other guys like uh, Harlem Heat, Shane Douglas, among others. A true, true lady in every sense of the word, however, and one that we still miss to this very day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's give you out the number again. one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four. This is episode seventeen here on uh Survivor Series Go Home Week, if you will, the anniversary of the Undertaker as well, who last week appeared on the Jimmy Kimmel show, excuse me, the Jimmy Fallon show, I should say, not Kimmel, as he had a little fun there, uh, tombstoning a turkey, if you only found out who that turkey was, it was former WWE Raw GM Brad Maddox. All right, right now we're going to do a little bit of a revisited here on our show before we get into our fancy matchups here this afternoon, and right now uh, we can pick any moment, John, I will pick up some moments here, and we hope to hear from you as well. With your moments, too, as we'd like to hear from you, you can log in to our website, TalkShoe.com. The chat box is open right now, ladies and gentlemen. And we would like to uh, start hearing your comments and questions as well. And you can give us a call here on the phone as well. And I'm going to leave it to John to pick his first moment as far as uh, revisited. So, John, go right ahead. Give us your first great revisited moment today. All right. You know, so in honor of Undertaker Week, yes. we're going to do this. Yes. Undertaker versus, the first thing comes to mind, Undertaker versus Mankind. 
Oh, yes, the battles they've had over the years, whether it be Hell in a Cell, whether it be mind games, whether it be in your house, they had some crazy, crazy matches. But the match I think, and everyone recalls, was not only the Boiler Room Brawl, but the one that was here in my hometown of Pittsburgh almost 17 years ago, to be exact, however, and that was the phenomenal match at Hell in a Cell in Pittsburgh. Yes, indeed, and we all knew what happened happened there. Oh, yes. I mean, these two guys, I mean, put their bodies to hell. No pun intended, ladies and gentlemen. They did. It was one of the most brutalist matches I think I've ever seen to this date, and I still cringe at that match every time I watch it, whether it's on video or whether it's uh, being shown uh, from people uh, that I am close with, friends with, however, then forward the video to me. It's just one of the most phenomenal matches of all time. I agree with you. That Those two used to just tear each other apart in so many great matches, and like I said, how the only thing that would make sense, Howard, and this is, again, another legend we lost suddenly too soon, Howard, just a few years ago, Howard, the great Paul Bear, Percy Pringle III, the Undertaker's manager, it would have been made sense if he was here this year, Howard, especially with the Taker winding down his career. But I know right now, in that big ring in the sky among the other legends, he has a smile across his face and a tear in his eye, if you will, as he says goodbye, and also congrats to his man, the Undertaker, for a great, great wrestling career. Yes, indeed. Also, uh, the go ahead. Yeah. Also, yes. When Undertaker and Mankind, they put on one great match after match after match. Doesn't yes. this matter? Oh no question. I mean, we said mind games. We said Hell in a, I mean, we said Hell in a Cell. There were other matches. The Boiler Room Brawl we mentioned. They had some even crazy matches on Raw and SmackDown over the years. I mean, those two brought out the best in each other. And Mick Foley talks about it in his one DVD I have, Greatest Hits and Misses. He also talked about it in his book. I remember Have a Nice Day and just really went into detail how Taker was one of the true professionals in the locker room as well as outside of the locker room. And like we said, in honor of The Undertaker, I think that's only fitting to lead off a show like this here on our revisited segment here today, however, believe it or not, that you brought up. And it's a great one you bring up too, John. All right, I'm next. I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to turn the clock back now to 1997, the very first ECW pay-per-view. And why you ask that, folks, it's very funny and very sad and heartbreaking in a way. Early in 1996, or should I say late 1996, at a house show in Massachusetts, we understand there was a house show going on however, with this 17-year-old named Eric uh, Kulas. He was a 17-year-old high school guy, never wrestled a day in his life except maybe for the local high school team, whatever. Anyway, one night he appeared at a house show, Howard, ECW in Revere, Massachusetts. I'm sure you've heard this story, John, and if you haven't, this is quite graphic, people. So please, 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 I'm giving you discretion and warning ahead of time. If you feel a little uneasy about this, I'm sorry, but if you don't want to hear this, turn down your radio now because I'm going to warn you, this is quite graphic, to say the least. Anyway, uh, long story short, uh, I think it was New Jack and his partner, Devon Dudley, taking on one of the guys. I think it was one of the, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was maybe Coronas or Saturn. It was maybe one of the uh, gangsters. Yes, it was. It was one of the gangsters, New Jack or Mustafa. And as a result, one of the guys, I think it was Mustafa, did not show up that night for the house show. And this 17-year-old kid apparently showed up. Well, what happened next was quite graphic and quite very... uh, let's just say, more uh, intense than you would believe. And as a result, shortly thereafter, ECW got their so-called lightweight. We've got someone on the phone right now, however, ladies and gentlemen. I think we have someone joining us right now. So let's see who's there right now. Are you there, caller? Yes, 
I think it was Mr. Rustin calling in, however. So hopefully we have him back on the – he's going to try to get back on the show with us, ladies and gentlemen. All right, he's with us now. Ralph, are you with us? Hello, Ralph. Ralph. Ralph, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Ralph Atkinson, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rasslin is joining us here on this episode 17. How are you today, sir? Good, good. Won't be on long. How are you all doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're just talking about uh, something revisited. Uh, John was mentioning the Taker of Mankind's uh, story, if you will, and the history of those two. I was about to talk about the very famous graphic ECW uh, incident in Massachusetts back in the 90s, however, with the whole uh, Dudley New Jack Mustafa angle that almost got ECW's first pay-per-view canceled and kind of did, and then before long, however, they got back on the air shortly thereafter, despite the uh, very craziness and very uh, sadness that happened because of it. Uh, your thoughts about this uh, memorable uh, incident that happened back in 1997? I don't remember much, but I do remember um, it was a sight to see, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was with Paul Heyman trying to make an impression whether it was good or bad. Right. And I remember hearing stuff that he's like, he was doing worse stuff or more graphic stuff before that. Mm-hmm. But the pay-per-view was just a whole new avenue for him to explore with his brand, his style. Yep. Was people ready for it? Yeah. So... Well, they used to have, I remember, a current affair. I mean, Paul Heyman said people like a current affair would just cringe at that. I mean, they were all they were okay with WWE and WCW at the time, but as far as ECW with the blood, guts, and gore, blood, sweat, and, and beers, as some people like to call it sometimes, on certain guys, how it was a whole new uh, ball game, so to speak. I mean, they uh, listened to more uh, heavy metal music. Uh, they listened. They just got into extreme more wrestling with more intense matches. Some of this, which were never seen at the time, like thumbtack matches and barbed wire table matches and all that such. I mean, Blame it was matches. a whole new street. Yes, exactly. So, Paul yeah. Heyman pushed the envelope a little bit too far at times, if you will. But please continue. What about the Sandman incident with the eyeball? Oh, people yes. thought that was legitimate. Well, since you brought that up, and again, this is very graphic, people. Again, we're gonna have another graphic story. As Ralph's gonna share this story with us here on Raw Radio this afternoon. In case you uh, want to turn down your radio, I would suggest that now. But if you want to hear it, by all means, um, you can if you want. Ralph, please tell the uh, eyeball story if you can. I know some people want to hear this one. Please share with us that story. Um, it was with Tommy Dreamer, wasn't it, or Raven? I can't remember that part. I believe it was one of, I can't remember which one. I want to say Raven because I know Sandman had his battles with Raven, but at one time he also had that early feud with Tommy, but I want to say him and Raven definitely, it was definitely him and Raven because Tommy was early in his career. And then I've got another easy story after this about Taz and Sabu. Oh, please, please. We'd love to hear this. Please share. I'll I'll do this one real quick. Okay. um, Tommy, it was a fireball in the eye. Mm-hmm. And Dreamer wasn't, I mean, Sandman, obviously, mm-hmm. got hit with a fireball. And then Tommy Dreamer was going with his real name, what's it, Robert Fullington? Yes, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was actually seeing the real name, not the ring name. Right. So everybody was going, okay, this is beyond mm-hmm. wrestling, this is beyond storyline. So Sandman didn't pull an extra old school. 
mm-hmm. went to the house, spent three months in the yep. house or, you know, a certain time, didn't yep. leave the house, didn't make a phone calls. Yep. And if you remember back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, that was a very common practice. Oh, yeah. For mask wrestlers, mm-hmm. where they would go out to eat and wear a mask. Right. Or even family dinners. Right. They wouldn't talk in front of the family. Right, exactly. And so he came back, you know, I'm trying to make this as quick as possible. Take your time, and no problem. And he started, we're, we're very intrigued well, I'm, by not the story. Be on, I'm not going to be on for too long, so. No, that's fine. But anyways, he came back, and everybody's like, Sandman, your eye is mm-hmm. not ready. Pulled the patch out and started beating the living Chanel out of Raven. Mm-hmm. With and a t- cane, cheers, you know, right. whatever you could get a hand on. And Todd Gordon, I remember, took Sandman to the ring with the with the blinded glasses, I remember. however, yes. And he took and off the, the thing and... And Joey Styles screaming, he can see, he can see. And yeah. he just whacked Tommy. The, uh, that just added more fuel to fire because Tommy said, how, and even Paul Heyman said on the Rise and Fall of ECW DVD, that was one of those early moments in ECW that the fans totally bought into, and they did not expect to see that happen. No. And I even remember reading it, and this is early on in the Internet, even, yes. mm-hmm. where it was Bill Afters, OneWrestling.com. Correct. Free plug. Anyways, yeah. and that was going wild because Bill After didn't even know what was going on. Right. And he's been known to get into these rings. I mean, people within ECW thought it was mm-hmm. legitimate. The rest right. The backstage. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was crazy. I agree. I agree. It, it was intense. I mean, Indeed. Speaking of legends, let's. I'm going to ask you real quick though. Let's talk about the old guys you've mentioned in the past. And John and I talked about at the beginning of the show today, and uh, we want to get your thoughts on a couple other stories that we broke in to start the show today. The first one being Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, very sad news over the weekend. We heard about his untimely passing. A great guy and a great legend, certainly. Yeah. Uh, do you have any great med- memories of Nick Bockwinkle you want to share with us? Um. I'll re- well, didn't he get the uh, Japanese? Uh, jacket? I think so. I can't think of what the name I, of it. It sounds, it sounds right, because like I said, I can remember him watching him as late, like with the matches when I was in, a kid. I mean, this was towards the end of his days as a uh, performer, fighting guys like Kurt Henning. I remember the one time mm-hmm. I saw in the AWA DVD, the match with Hulk Hogan. He had a Super mm-hmm. Sunday. He had some great bouts with Vern, of course, and Billy Robinson. And of course, he was a Hogan. member of the Bobby Heenan Stable, and teaming up with Ray mm-hmm. Stevens. So... He's up with uh, another former AWA world champion, Mr. Mm-hmm. Saito. Yes. That's when they true. were going after, I mean, the couple of things is, um, everybody said if you want to know business with Nick Bakun, because you want to know behind the scenes or whatever, yep. he'd be more than willing to explain it with you as long as you, you know, as I've heard, just shut up and listen, because he mm-hmm. was words of knowledge. And if you got your stamp of approval, yes. like, you're going to make it someplace, and you were going to make it. Right. There was no question. He did that with, like, Tommy Dreamer, um, a couple of my friends. Mm-hmm. That wrestled for Global Force, WCCW, um, and I remember another one where when Bobby went to WWE. Right. The storyline was he got suspended indefinitely by 
Well, who is that, Wally Carbo? Yeah, Wally Carbo or Stanley Blackburn, the commissioner. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, well, he's won, he's been this friend once before and I won the world title. So mm-hmm. here I'm going to win it again. Sure, sure, sure. Understandable. Okay. And, okay, good. No, that, that, that's good. Real good. I like that. That's a good story. Uh, another story we're following, however, uh, Ralph, is uh, the status of Ring of Honor moving to Destination America, or should I say off Destination America, to Comet Television. Apparently their last show will be next week. Your thoughts about mm-hmm. ROH leaving Destination America and moving to a new network? Um, what network are they moving to, did they say? They said they're going to Comet Television, however, uh, let's just say beginning in early December. Their last show with... Uh, Destination will be next week, however. Well, I know um, I watch it up here on the local Fox affiliate, which is a Sinclair Mm -hmm. channel. Sure. Um, I've also heard rumors Mm -hmm. that them and Jeff Jarrett's Global Force plus um, TNA are in talks with Spike TV. And I think that is the worst Yes, I, I mentioned yeah, I mentioned to uh John actually just before you came on that I know that Spike T V is talking about bringing back TNA. They need something. Global Force, we haven't heard a new network home or a new uh uh city that they're calling home to do their tapings in yet, but I imagine before the year's out or early January we could have something on that story. Um, another story real quick before I get off the number again, one last story we want to talk about, uh, Ralph, is the status of uh, Billy Gunn being let go, apparently, because of the whole PED mess last week. Uh, your thoughts about that? Actually, I can see why they did it, to be honest yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Because he's training this wrestler. He's supposed to be... I know a lot of people are on Billy Gunn's side, but he's in the, You know, he's still on location. He was an occasional in-ring performer trainer. Well, mm-hmm. if you see your trainer pumping something that company don't want, right. that could set a bad influence and flux into the WWE. Yeah, that's what no, I, I read from that's what I read from Dave Metzler's report too. Yes, 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 yes. Very yeah. interesting. And if you know me, I'm I am a WWE fan. Yes. But I'm not at the same time. Right. I would I rather know. watch some other stuff, you know. Sure. Um Sure. You know, and just real quick I think the W. Yeah, I know you guys have talked about the WWE Hall of Fame. I think it's a personally, it's not a Hall of Fame. Mhm. Okay. I think the one up in New York, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yes. They started in 2000. That is a true Hall of Fame. Right. I have not. I have because, not. There, but please continue. Yeah. Go on. I mean, because they don't just have different people, and they have. I mean, they've got the who's who. Um, anywhere from. The Fabulous Moolah, Julie Fez, you know, San Martino. Mm-hmm. And when the wrestlers are saying they would rather be inducted into the one in New York, there's mm-hmm. also one in Iowa, too. Oh, I know about the one in Iowa. I've heard about the one in Iowa. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but at the same time, it's a who's who mm-hmm. right. within the industry who's helped out from the pioneer era mm-hmm. all the way up to the the current era. Yes, um, understandable. I'm very understandable. You know, from like they have to like the road wires, um, mm-hmm. Midnight Express. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, what do you make of the? What did you make of the whole Ronda Rousey fight? Did you get a chance to watch that fight? I meant to ask you that also. What did you think about Rousey's fight this past weekend, and what was your take on it? I've always been. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, 
Um, um, I think UFC. Mm. Um, well, with Ronda Rousey, she's the face of the company. If you go for your years, go Dana White says, I am not going to have a woman mm-hmm. as my top performer. Do you think Dana White's kind of putting the stranglehold on her in a way? Honestly, I think yes and no. I think UFC. Um, there was a one of my wrestling friends made a good comment. Right. Goes whenever there's a ref in the ring. Right. There's a strong chance, ninety nine percent, that mm-hmm. it's going to be some way, either intentionally or unintentionally rigged. Right. And I do think Ronda Rousey losing. Mm-hmm. Because UFC is losing business, just like when boxing when Mike Tyson lost, George right. Lewis lost outside the country, now Ronda Rousey lost. Mm-hmm. I think um, with his close ties with Vince McMahon, yeah. I think he's like, dive on the fight so you can work because you want to go to the WWE, so we can get a new face for UFC. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll see Ronda Rousey in the WWE possibly by the new year or possibly sometime early next year? It's a possibility. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen. With that said, our number is one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four. This is episode seventeen here on TalkShoe.com this afternoon Raw Radio. You got a big panel on the show right now. You got the Human Suplex Machine from Virginia John Gross, Mr. Redskin fan himself. I am your host, the Iceman Jared Dijavalo of Pittsburgh. Of course, and we got Mr. Rasslin from Packertown up there in Wisconsin joining us here on the show today. Of course, his Packers taking a tough loss yesterday at the hands of the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford, let's just say, in more ways than one. Uh, Ralph, we're going to go to you next, however, with revisited, however, as we're going to do that before we get into some fancy matchups, however, and uh, if you have a revisited story, please share with us right now uh, if you can. Okay. Because we were talking about ECW. If yes. anybody knew Taz and um, Sabu did legitimately did not get along. That's correct. And when Taz was in, or Sabu was in WCW, they wanted to bring Taz back. Mm-hmm. Or Sabu back. Right. And I was just reading this the other day, and he's like, because I was reading the interview, and sure. he was like, why Taz? Bring Tabu so you can kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Tabu, I want you to come so you can be Taz. Yes. And that was just really intriguing to the fans. You know, mm-hmm. not only did you have a feud in the ring, you actually had a legitimate feud behind the ring. Oh, yes. They were like, Taz would put anybody over but Tabu. Tabu yes. would put anybody over but Taz. Right, and that led, of course, to the first big grudge match at the Barely Legal Show in April of 97. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this about Sabu, and John, I'll get your opinion on this too, Howard. When Sabu went to WCW for a brief time, Howard, in the mid-90s, however, before he went back again to ECW, Howard, do you think it kind of hurt him in a way? Yeah, kind of hurt them in a kind of way because, you know, there there was, you know, act controversy a little bit. Yeah. And it was like, you know... But Paul Heyman always considered Eric Bischoff and uh, WCW Satan, the Taliban. No, uh, not to be real judgmental, but that's the way he thought about that company. I mean, he really didn't like that company, and he saw a lot of his guys jump off the ship, let's just say, to either Bischoff or Vince during that time, or really pretty much during the time ECW was around him, whether it be a Malenko, whether it be a Taz, whether it be a 
Guerrero, Benoit, uh, the Dudley Boys, uh, freaking uh, Public Enemy, anyone for that matter. Ralph, what do you think? Um, I gotta get going, so I'm sorry about that. But oh, it's no problem. Just real quick, I think I think if you remember, right, Paul yes. Heyman was in WCW. That's right. Before he Oh yeah, that's when I that's when I became a fan of his. Yeah, when he was with the Dangerous Alliance and the commentator. Yes. So he also had that going against him. He wasn't much of a bench. He was more with WCW. Yeah, he was he was sort of like the uh, because, JBL role in a way, or uh, the uh, Jerry the King Lawler role mm-hmm. as a sidekick. And then he uh, decided to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, if you guys run over, I'll try to. Uh, do you think you're running over tonight? We might be as a possibility. That's a plan. Uh, if not, okay. uh, well. I'll give you guys a call next Monday then. All right, Ralph. Thanks a lot for coming in and sharing that story with us. That was very good to hear. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Wrestling Ralph Atkinson joining us for a few minutes, sharing some ECW stories there and some pretty interesting stories as he normally does here on occasion, however, here on Raw Radio as well as uh, sometimes in the chat box. Uh, John, your thoughts about some of those stories you just shared with us? Ralph always brings up great stories. Yes. He, he always brings up what he said about those stories were awesome. Mm-hmm. And we had a good one last week, in case you're wondering. We've heard had some good ones over the last few weeks, too. So expect more of the same, ladies and gentlemen. We always have the same. Of course, Ralph will join us hopefully before the show's over today. And if not, we want to thank him for joining us. Uh, again, the number is 1-724-444-7444, pound 138744, and the number one right now. You can talk to us. I am the ice manager at in Pittsburgh, of course, with my sidekick, the human suplex machine, John Gross. We're expecting some more people hopefully coming on very, very shortly here on the show this afternoon. We don't know who they are yet, but let's just say we may have a few surprises along the way. All right, I believe we're going to do one more each of fantasy. We're going to revisit it one more time, and then we're going to get into some fantasy matchups, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we also hope to have a very special guest join us here after the 4 o'clock hour, however, in more ways than one. So that being said, let's uh, do one more time of uh, revisit, and then we'll get into some fantasy matchups in more ways than one. John, you're next, however, again, with your story. So please share with us uh, your uh, next uh, revisited story. All right. Well, here's my here's another Undertaker moment. Yes. M versus Triple H. And that would be from WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Oh, yeah. One of the best Hell in a Cell matches. Shawn Michaels, the guest referee. Three great attitude guys, however, going out on top. I think when you mention great moments of Hell in a Cell, again, this is right up there with certainly a lot of other moments of The Undertaker. Uh, Please share with us your thoughts about this one. Well, you know, Undertaker and Triple H, they pretty much stole shows at three WrestleManias and on pay-per-view. Yes, correct. And on any given night, you know, Undertaker and Triple H, they put on a classic like no one thought they would ever do. Yep. Certainly. And their two matches at WrestleMania 27 and 28 were no different. No question. And they also had one, I believe, at WrestleMania, what WrestleMania was it, 17. They met the first time in Houston at the Astrodome, too. So. Yeah. 
they, they, they definitely had some interesting chemistry, too. But, yeah, the matches of 27 and 28 were good, I say. And it goes back to Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker having their great matches at 25 and 26. I mean, you talk about a good four-year stretch from 25 through 28 at WrestleMania. However, in a four-year stretch, Undertaker did not have one bad five-star match. He had four phenomenal five-star matches that we can all watch again and again. Two with Shawn Michaels, two with the game. Vince McMahon, son-in-law, Triple H, Hunter Hearst, Helmsley, if you will, John Michael, Paul Levesque, if you will, Helmsley. Uh, certainly great moments there, without question. And, you know, that leads me to ask you this question, though, John, talking about Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I mean, we don't know if it'll be Kane doing it or whatever, but when The Undertaker gets the call, who do you think will be the person that actually puts him in? Uh, I would say Triple H. I think so too. I think it would be fitting. I mean, I mean, being the general that Triple H is and the co-general being the Undertaker, I think it's only fitting that he would uh, put him in. No question about it. I agree. I agree. And if not him, I could see someone like Shawn Michaels. Even you know, Shawn and him have had some history over the years. They battled the first Hell in a Cell back in October of '97 in St. Louis, the night that Kane made his debut. Of course, that was the same day. And weekend, sadly, we lost Brian Pillman suddenly, however, at the age of 35. But those two guys. Sean and Taker in St. Louis that night in uh, the Gateway to the West literally tore off the uh, building, no pun intended, if you will, in the very first Hell in a Cell. So I could see either one of these two being uh, told by Vince, however, or being asked to basically represent The Undertaker and put him in the Hall of Fame and give him his credit. And I think that could happen as early as this year, maybe. We don't really know. It could very well happen. Agreed. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with one more revisited moment, and then we're going to get into our fancy matchups. And, of course, you can give your fancy matchups here by calling us here on the show, or the chat box is open. We'll be here until 5 o'clock this afternoon. Sometimes we go a little over after 5 hours. We've been doing late, but that's okay. We don't care anyway. We just hope you're listening and enjoying our show here this afternoon for Episode 17. Next week, folks, is Episode 18, Thanksgiving week. As you know, of course, we've got some interesting things coming up next week. I don't know what i got planned yet, but I'm going to surprise you all, hopefully, before the week us out as I'll be working on that and let you all know before next Monday. But in the meantime, this is my last uh, revisited moment, and this is going to be a good one. I mean, we talked about a few weeks ago the best moments of Starcade and the not-so-great moments of Starcade. I'm going to mention Starcade actually, and the very first one to be exact. It was exactly 32 years ago next week, or later this week, I should say, that the it's next week, pardon me, I should say now, now that I'm looking at the calendar, that the very first Starcade was held in Greensboro, North Carolina, at the Greensboro Coliseum. You talk about MSG, you talk about the AWA, you talk about Don Owen and Portland Wrestling, you talk about Gene LaBelle in California, you talk to Von Erickson, WCCW, Sam Mushnick in St. Louis, you talk about Randy Savage, the late Angelo Poffo's wrestling of IWA Wrestling. Uh, needless to say, they're all great and they have their own territories. Even the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, started by Vince McMahon uh, Sr. and then run by his son later on, Vince McMahon Jr., which changed from WWWF to WWF, now known as WWE. There's Mid-Atlantic and the Crockett Organization, I think, of, besides Georgia Championship Wrestling down there in the southern part of the U.S., however. And that is, of course, representing the National Wrestling Alliance in the first Starcade I will talk about. This was held in the Greensboro Coliseum, as we said, Thanksgiving night, November 24, 1983. And uh, that very first Starcade, which was the equivalent, however, to a lot of people, a lot of people remember, however, 
what they were and what they were doing that night. Of course, it all started thanks to Dusty Rhodes, one of the greatest minds of all time, along with Barry Windham. Of course, they talked about having a show like this in an outdoor stadium, even in the mid to late 70s, early 80s, called Last Tango in Tampa at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Football Stadium. And that's why Dusty got this idea of Star K by talking to Jimmy Crockett and Bob Goggle, the president of the NWA. And this led into Starcade. As a result, they had so many good matches on that first arcade, and of course, a lot of Hall of Famers, past and present, some with us still, some not with us, sadly, anymore. Um, there were great matches all around. You had Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine in a dog collar match. You had the Briscoe Brothers, Jack and Jerry, taking on Rick Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. You had Wahoo McDaniel and uh, his partner, if you will, which was, uh, if I remember, i got to think who his partner was. I can't remember who Oh, Mark Youngblood. Mark Youngblood, I think it was, taking on uh, Cowboy Ace Bob Orton. You had Abdul the Butcher and Carlos Colon. But the match that everyone came to see that night, despite all the great matches, of course, was the great steel cage match between Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, who had been attacked earlier that summer by Harley Race, if you will, and his minions. As Harley Race set a bounty onto Ric Flair, and as a result, it looked like he took Ric Flair out of his career for good by basically injuring him. But alas, Ric Flair fought back, however, and came back that night stronger than ever in front of 16,000 fans in the Coliseum that night and as a result became the two-time champion in a steel cage match against Race and as a result, our Gene Kineski counted the 1-2-3 in the steel cage giving Flair his second reign as champion John Starcade 83 what a moment, a Flair for the gold as they called it it was definitely golden that night in Greensboro Uh, Well, you know, it was kind of awesome to see how everyone begun See how Ric Flair and who else? Uh, Harley Race were in the main and event. Harley Race. They put on the classic like no other in WCCWNWA, if you know what I mean. Yes, definitely. Uh, it was pretty awesome to see these two fight and square off together. Indeed. Indeed. And like we said, we had so many great matches that night. Not just that one. We had, like I said, Piper Valentine. We had Youngblood and Steamboat versus the Briscoe Brothers. We had Carlos Colon, Abby the Butcher. We had the Assassins 1 and 2 taking on Bugsy McGraw and Buzz Tyler. Yeah, uh, Bugsy McGraw, Rick McGraw, and Rick Tyler. I forget his partner. Kevin Sullivan was even on that memorable first show, which Ralph, we talked about a few weeks ago, however, needless to say, however... Uh, so that being said, however, uh, a lot of great memories there, to say the least. All right, now, we're going to talk about some fantasy matchups, and we'd love to hear from you all about that, Howard. So if you have a fantasy matchup, throw it out to us right now. We'd like to hear from you here on the show, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four and the number one. We are here till about 5 o'clock or a little after 5 today. We are here on episode 17. You can listen to us each and every Monday, TalkShoe.com. We usually have a big smorgasbord of people today, but we are... Kind of a light today, shall we say. Our good friend Gregory Hammer had a prior engagement. We want to say hello to him again, and thank you uh, for checking in with us on the chat box today. We also like to say hello to our good friends who listen to us on a daily basis, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, who hopefully is doing well down there in his neck of the woods, speaking of Carolina. Mr. Rasslin, Ralph Atkinson, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you coming in. Of course, Gerard T. King, N.W. Smith, of course, joining us hopefully here, or will be joining us very shortly, let's just say. And others, however, needless to say, uh, we hope to have uh, you join us, however, next week or in the weeks to come. Give us a call or just drop a line. We'd like to hear from you, however, in more ways than one. So uh, that being said, we're going to turn it over to John again with his first fantasy matchup of the day. So, John, go right ahead, however, with your first match. 
All right. I'm going to take uh, Kalisto versus uh, uh, Tajiri. Who is this? Tajiri and who? Kalisto. Oh, okay. Of the Lucha Dragons here. Uh, Battle of Mexico and Japan here. Very, very interesting. Okay. Needless to say, however, okay. Uh, and your need flavor, man. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good pick here. All right, who do you like in this uh, matchup? Uh, Kalista. All right. And you know what? I'm going to say, however, you know what? I'm going to say Tajiri. The Japanese bus on the martial arts kicks get the win here in more ways than however. So, uh, that being said, I'm going to go with, uh, just a second here. I'm just trying to talk to Gerard here, our King NWO Gerard T. Smith, who hopefully will be joining us uh, here in a few minutes here on the show, however. So uh, we just want to say hello to him. Uh, I'm going to go, and it's obviously my pick next, so here's my first fantasy matchup of the day. I'm going to say it will be, let's see, Raven versus Dean Ambrose, if you will. You talk about a hardcore rules match here, folks. This could very well be more than hardcore with these two. And ladies and gentlemen, we got someone on the phone right now. Uh, we want to bring him in right now, however. He's our very special guest. We've been expecting him, however. He is the Pittsburgh Mauler, as we like to call him, however, and a friend of ours, Howard. Pittsburgh Mauler, are you there with us today? Yes, I'm here. All right, welcome to the Raw Radio. Glad you could join us. Uh, I am your host, Jared D. the Iceman from Pittsburgh, as you know, and this is my friend John Gross, the human suplex machine. This is the Pittsburgh Mauler, John. Hi, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, you guys, and I appreciate you having me on the show today. Well, we're very happy you could squeeze in, however, and we're expecting a few more, however. Uh, So uh, that being said, uh, we have uh, some uh, interesting – we're doing our fancy matchups. We pick old-school, new-school matches if you'd like to join us for that, however, uh, with us right now. Or if you have anything you want to share with us, please do. We're all ears. Well, um – you know, I think I'd definitely like to uh talk about some of the uh you know, those fantasy matches matchups. Uh okay. you know, it was it was years uh I think in the coming when um you know, Vince bought w, uh, WCW and we finally got to see some actual matches where we thought would never take place. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the one match that my friend John picked, the first one he picked, obviously, on the show was uh, Kalisto of the Lucha Dragons, if you will, how are taking on the Japanese buzzsaw Yoshihiro Tajiri. Uh, your thoughts about this matchup? Yeah, one thing for sure, that would be a very exciting, fast-paced match, uh, bringing in some of the uh, you know old-school Japanese wrestlers against these modern luchadors. Um, yes. You know, I think if I'd have to say, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably go with the uh, with uh, the modern day on that on that one. Okay, so he's going to go with Tajiri here on this one, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. Uh, speaking of legends, however, we're talking about one legend in particular that passed away suddenly over the weekend, Nick Bockwinkle. Would you care for to share us a story or two, or do you have any uh, memories of Nick Bockwinkle or watching Nick Bockwinkle? You know, I saw some uh, great matches uh, with him, and I'll tell you, it's a, it's a sad day anytime uh, you know we lose a wrestling legend. And it seems like you know, in the last uh, couple of months here, you know, some some really good ones passed, and mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it, it's a shame. I think the younger generation, you know, I've been, uh, I've been a wrestling fan for almost 40 years. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of these, um, you know, superstars that really kind of laid the foundation for where sports entertainment is today. Some of the younger generation really kind of missed out on some, on some great wrestling. Indeed. Indeed. No question about it. All right, another uh, talking about another wrestler that is uh, really uh, kind of in the hot soup, so to speak. Well, in hot soup, I should say, is the one Billy Gunn of the WWE who got fired apparently for using PEDs. We understand, and uh, that being said, we want to get your thoughts on this one. You know, I um, I've always been a fan of Billy Gunn. I think that. Um, PEDs are a lot more widespread in the industry than um, some people would like to admit. I mean, you look at some of the physiques of these guys today compared to, you know, 20 years ago, and it's just like night and day. Um, I know WWE does have a very strict uh, policy. However, Mm -hmm. I don't know how and fairly it's really being implemented, and that's just my opinion. But uh, it seems like you know, uh, you know, on any day of the week, I could pull out some superstars and you know uh, have them tested, and uh, you know, you may not get uh, the most favorable results. And like I said, just my opinion, but uh, you know, that's yes. my two cents. Definitely, definitely, a very interesting observation there. Another uh, superstar I'm talking about uh, physiques and whatnot is Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, Rousey, shall we say, who had a big fight this past weekend. We're talking about her maybe making an appearance in the WWE after what happened uh, this past weekend in Australia. Do you see that happening? Um, you know, according to her and what she put out there on Twitter, she's taken some time off, but... Um, you know, after that kind of loss to get a little bit of a, a push as far as publicity with her, I would definitely say it's not out of the question. Yes, I think we're all in agreement there, no question about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are with the Pittsburgh Mall. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from Florida today, we like to tell him uh, we appreciate him coming on our show. He's our first big-name guest, John, and we couldn't have named a better guest to start out the show with. But that said, the number is one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four and the number one. We are here each and every Monday from three to five p.m. Of course, John Gross, the human suplex machine in Virginia. I'm your host, the Iceman in Pittsburgh, Jared DiGirolamo, and of course, our very special calling guest today from Florida, if you will, the Pittsburgh Mauler, who is right now going to have his first crack at fancy matchup. So, Mr. Mauler, please go ahead with your first fancy matchup today, sir. Oh, um, let me think about that for a second. I would say um, Big John Studd against Kevin Owens. Wow. That is a good one. Pittsburgh's from Butler, from Johnstown, PA, Big John Stud, 6'10", 365 versus the master of the pop-up powerbomb. I know Omar, our one friend is a big KO fan, how he would say KO all day, and we know who that is, John. So uh, let's go to you with your thoughts about this one. <laughs> Just like our good friend, uh, the king, if you will, Gerard T. N.W.O. Smith would take it. So you got K.O., however, and the pop-up powerbomb. Mauler, who's your pick? I got to go with Big John Studd. Just the sheer power and size of him. Uh, yes. Even though Kevin Owens, 
most recently has been very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to go with Big John Stud. All right, you're going to go with Big John Stud, one for KO. And you know what? I'm going to make it two out of three for Big John Stud. I'm going to take Big John Stud, too. I think how big he was. I just watched the True Giants DVD that I have recently a couple weeks ago. I mean, 6'9", 6'9 and a half, 6'10", I mean, this guy was massive, to say the least. And I'm going to take him in a close one over KO. All right, uh, that being said, John, we're going to go back to you with your next fantasy matchup. Go right ahead. Kane and Undertaker versus um, versus the Dungeon of Doom, Haku and Barbarian. Wow, good one here. Kane and Haku, excuse me, Kane and Taker versus Haku and the Barbarian, the DOD, if you have Jimmy Hart's stable here. Okay, this is a good one. We could have done this a while back in the Halloween edition, but this is a pretty good one here for Thanksgiving being appropriate and all. I like your suggestion here, John. Uh, go right ahead. Who do you like in this one? I'm going to go with Kane and Undertaker. All right. Mahler? Yeah, I, I definitely got to agree. Uh, Kane, Kane and the Undertaker. All right. And I think it's unanimous as well. Kane and Undertaker, no doubt about it. All right. I'm next, and here's what I'm going to go with my matchup is Finn Balor taking on, let's see, Finn Balor and the Demon Gimmick versus Sting. Believe it or not, and this is going to be a doozy because I think you're going to see these guys really have the battle of the of gimmicks, if you will, the crow versus the uh, demon, if you will. Let's just say as Finn Balor has done the demon gimmick quite a bit over the course of his early WWE career. I'm going to turn it to John first. Who do you like in this one, Balor and Sting? I'm going with Sting. Mahler? Yeah, definitely Sting. I'm against you guys. I love both of these guys, but I like Finn Balor here, and the Cootie Grace does it for me every time. I just think the way he has everyone in his hands right now, referring to Balor, he's got a big fight coming up, obviously, with Samoa Joe down the road. However, that being said, I'm going to take Balor on this one. All right, Mahler, you're next, however. I'm going to think, uh, I'm thinking I'm going to say the Wild Samoan. Yes, often Sika. We were talking about Captain Lou Albano earlier. Yes. All right, uh, against the Usos. Oh, Samoan Heritage match here. This is a Samoan very good one. Match, yes. yes, this is good. We've talked about this on our other shows too, believe it or not, here, Mauler, and I think a lot of us would uh, like this match, including our uh, boss and, uh, let's just say, the head of the uh, network, if you will, will love this for uh, Deucey, shall we say, Mr. Chad Hinshaw. All right, Mauler, you made this one in the Samoan Heritage match. Who do you like? Uh, I gotta go with the Wild Samoans. All right, offense seeker John. Who do you like? Uh, I like you, sir. All right, split both ways. I'm gonna say draw here because both teams are great. How it's tough for me to call this one. I like both teams, but I gotta say draw here. This is that that was a tough one because both teams are very good and they have the history with each other. However, in more ways than one, so I gotta go with draw. So so. That's my pick. Okay, uh, John, back to you again with round three. John. I'm here. Okay, go ahead. You're up now. All right. Here's a match I've been wanting to do. This is gonna this is gonna make you all laugh laugh out loud hard. Go ahead. All right, Ahmed Johnson versus the Gobbly Gooker. Well, it's fitting, and I think it's kind of funny. I, I don't mind that. That's not 
a bad pick. It's kind of amusing. We do need some laughter here every now and again on Raw and we get it. So this is a good. This is a good. You, I'm going to have a good uh, comedy match when it's my turn. I think we're all going to take a comedy match eventually. But this is the first one we got here on the show here in our fancy match this afternoon. John, go ahead. Tell us who do you like. Ahmed's going to win the match. Okay. Yeah. And he's going to. He's going to take the bird and yeah. he's going to eat it, thinking it was the turkey. Oh, jeez. There you go. Okay, so there you go. He's going to take Ahmed Johnson, the master of the Pearl River Plunge, if you will, there. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Mahler, Ahmed Johnson, the gobbledygooker in our comedy I, match. I got, I got to say, a very interesting uh, matchup, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a draw. All right, he's going to go draw there, folks. Okay, there you have it, folks. All right, and I'm going to take Ahmed Johnson there as my pick, so I think I'm with him on that one. Okay, that being said, let's go to uh, the uh, Mauler with his next fancy matchup. Mauler, you're next in your fancy matchup. Go right ahead. Uh, you know what? This uh, this fantasy matchup uh, is going to be between two gentlemen that have uh, that I've had the pleasure to, to to work with me and 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 train me, and I always joke about them yes. uh, getting in the ring, and that's going to be Rocky Johnson versus yes. Rusty Brooks. Okay, please tell us who do you like in this one. I got to go with Rocky Johnson. I'll say the same, Although, John. Uh, Rusty yeah, Rusty, you know, his in-ring weight was, you know, well well around the 300-pound mark. I just think Rocky's strength and agility would uh, would go with that. All right, John, who do you like? I'm going with Rocky Johnson as well. Match, was it again? Uh, Rocky Johnson versus, what was the guy's name again there, Mahler? Rusty Brooks. Rusty Brooks there. Rocky Johnson. All right. All right, so we all have Rocky Johnson. Okay, this one is going to really shake you guys up on the next one. All right, it was going to do a comedy match, but I can wait till the next fourth round. This one's going to be an earth-shattering match, no pun intended. It is going to be the big show taking on Earthquake, John Tenta, if you will. And this one is going to be a body slam match, if you will, just like they did with Andre and Big John Stud back at WrestleMania 1. I'm going to turn it to the mall first. Who do you like in this uh, earth-shattering match? Oh, i got to go with the earthquake. Just huh. the, sh- the sheer size. Yep. All right, John, who do you like, earthquake or big show? Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Mahler, but I have to go with the big show. I'm going to okay. go with her. That's all right. No problem, John. I'm going to go with the earthquake myself, however. I think earthquake in his size is just a little too much for the big show to overcome. I mean, big show has had up and down stuff over the years. He's been a decent wrestler, but Earthquake back in his day was pretty tough in his own right, so I'm going to take the Earthquake and that is going to be shaking up everything on the ring, or in the ring, I should say. Sorry about it. I said almost on the ring. I meant to say in the ring. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four. We will be here till five o'clock or a little after five. We are with our special guest right now from Florida, the Pittsburgh Mauler. Of course, we are also with the Human Suplex Machine, and I am your host, the Iceman, here on episode seventeen. We're hoping to have some more people join us here as we. This show, today. JD. Like I said last week, this show is not brought to you by Chef Boyardee. Yes, we got another our, our our food endorsement once again there by our good friend John Gross. Thank you very much, John, giving us a food endorsement there last week. How was our first food endorsement of the show, and we got it back again this week. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, John, you're up on the fantasy matchup this time for round four. Go right ahead. I'm going to choose Chris Jericho versus uh, 
versus Finn Balor. Wow. Wow. They've been talking about this, I know, for quite some time. Jericho and Finn, this would be really, really good to say the least. All right, Mahler's going to pick first this time. Mahler, who do you like, Jericho or Finn uh, Balor? You know, I... Uh, my gut's telling me Chris Jericho. All right. And you know what? I'm going to say Jericho here, too, as much as I love Balor. However, Balor uh, this time does not get the love from me. I think Jericho and the Codebreaker does it for me. John, who do you like in this one? I think I'll agree with you guys the same. All right, Jericho, it's unanimous. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to go to the mall with his next match. Mauler, go ahead with your next match. I'm going to say the magnificent one, Don Morocco. The original rock from Hawaii, managed by Mr. Fuji, yes. And we're gonna go. We're gonna put him against Sheamus. Oh, wow! The Rock from Hawaii and the Celtic Warrior, Mr. Money in the Bank from the Emerald Isle, Ireland himself, is possibly the next champion. We don't really know yet. Morocco and Sheamus. Very good picking here, Mahler. Uh, who do you like? You know, uh, I, that would just be a match of the ages, but I think I got as much as I, I don't want to um, admit, I yeah. think Seamus would, uh, would would be the, the victor there. All right, so you're going to take the Celtic word. John, who do you like, Morocco or Seamus? Well, I'm going to go with Seamus. And I'm going to go with Morocco. I'm going against you both this time. I think Morocco and his power, I mean, being from Hawaii and all does it, however, and I think Seamus is in for a rude awakening. All right. We're now going to go to the comedy match. Since John did a comedy match, I guess it's my turn to do one. This is going to be a fun one. Let's go with the Haiti Kid taking on El Torito, if you will, formerly of Los Matadores. And we're going to have a little fun with this. We're going to make it a uh, like they did with El Torito back in the day, earlier this year, a WLC match. We're going to do the same thing, a little WLC match. Uh, John, who do you like, El Torito or the Haiti Kid? L Torito. All right, Mahler. Yeah, I think uh, I think I gotta go with El Torito for uh, you know for a little guy. His uh, his in ring agility and quickness is like nothing I've ever seen before. All right, sounds good, sounds good. And you know what? I think again, it's gonna be unanimous. We're gonna have to take El Torito. All right, uh, right now we're gonna go into round number five. We keep going in rounds here, so don't worry. We've got plenty of time. We're gonna be here for another forty-five minutes. Tour. At least maybe 50 minutes. Who knows, depending on who else calls in. But we're going to turn it to the mall. He's up next with his fantasy matchup. Uh, well, since we're doing comedy matches, uh, I'm going to I'm going to stick with that theme, and I'm going to um, let's think here for a second. I think I'm going to go with um, boy. Uh, there's, there's so there's so much to choose from, but I think I'm gonna go with um, boy, um Jack Swagger mm-hmm. against his uh, his former manager there, and uh, and, and make it a. Uh, you know, loser shaves his head or mustache match. Oh, seven Jack Swagger. Very, very interesting here, however, mind you, however. Okay, this is a good one here you picked. All right, give us your thoughts, however. I think, 
I think Zeb wins now with some outside interference from uh, Alberto Del Rio. Yes. And uh, ends up uh, getting the pinfall on Jack. So Swagger loses his hair here, and he's going with Zeb. Uh, who do you like here, John? Zeb or uh, Jack Swagger in the mustache uh, hair match, in, in a way? Swagger. All right, and you know what? However, I'm going to take... Uh, I hate to say this. I'm going to take Zeb. I mean, I'm going to go with Zeb, and I think what the Mauler said could happen. I think Swagger loses a little bit of his hair here. I think uh, even though Zeb looks like Yosemite Sam, he was a decent wrestler back in the day. His dirty Dutch man, Talby, no. And so I'm going to take him. All right, uh, you're next, John, uh, with your fancy match. Okay. Um, British Bulldog versus uh, Cesaro. Which one of the Bulldogs, Davy Boy or Dynamite? Davy Boy. Mmm, this is a good one. I like your picking here. Davy Boy and Cesaro, two guys from International Flavor, one from Switzerland, one from the UK, and uh, representing jolly old England. Who do you like in this one? I'm going with the Bulldog. I'm going to go with Cesaro and the King of Swing, the Power of Swing, how it gets to me. I'm going to take Cesaro. Mahler, who do you like? I'll tell you, that, that's a tough decision. I mean, the Bulldogs' power, but, but Cesaro, the Swiss Superman, just as strong in, in his own right. Um, i got to go with Cesaro. All right, so it's going to take Cesaro as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go next again, and here is my fancy matchup. Now we're going to go Divas this time. We're going to say a tag match here, Bailey and Charlotte, to take on the team of, I'm going to say... Corey Wilson and Stacey Keebler, and we're going to make it a little more fun, folks. A broad panties match, if you will, with all four represented. I think we'll all be in heaven with that match. i got to go with Bailey and her partner in this one. I think there's going to be hugs around, however, and I think we've seen a lot of the goodies from Tori and Stacey in the past, so I think we're going to see them again here. Mahler, who do you like? Well, I, I just want to say that uh, I agree. That would uh, definitely be a match uh, I think we'd all like to see. Uh, but I, I definitely uh, I'm going to agree with you, uh, mm-hmm. even though, um, you know, two other formidable opponents, but i got I got to agree with you here. All righty. And, John, would you make it unanimous here? Uh, yes, I would. All right. There you go. There you go. All right. Continuing on, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go on in another round, and this time we're going to throw it into my favor since I'll start out this round this time. And my first match for this round will be Kamala, the Ugandan Giant, ladies and gentlemen, versus the great Kali, if you will. Talk about two big men. These two big men could do some damage here. i got to go with Kamala on this one. Mahler, who do you like? Uh, I like Kamala as well. All right. And John? But I like the great Kali. And you're going to take Holly, the Punjabi playboy himself, if you will, the star of movies, the movie The Longest Yard, the remake with Adam Sandler. So you're going to take him. Okay. All right, Mahler, you're next on the fantasy matchup stable. Go right ahead. I am going to take it back to the Divas division, yeah. and I'd like to see Candice Michelle mm-hmm. versus Nikki Bella. Mm. Are we going to have a little stipulation here, or is this going to be straight up one-on-one? Um, you know, I'd like to see it straight up one-on-one, no twin magic, no outside interference, just a straight-up match. I think two very, um, you know, formidable divas in their own right, uh, mm-hmm. with Nikki holding the championship as long as she did. 
and mm-hmm. Candace Michelle, um, you know, for as pretty sh- as she was, she was just as tough. Mm-hmm. No question. We mentioned Nikki. She's going to be out six more weeks due to the neck uh, fusion. Hopefully she's on the men, however, and recovering very well, and we'll see her back, however, very, very soon before the year's out. Okay, give us your impression. Who do you like, Candace or Nikki? I think without any outside interference, I'm going to go with Candace. All right. And you know what? I'm going to say the same thing. John, who do you like in this one? Uh, it's unanimous. All right. There you go. All right. Very good there. Uh, John, you're next, however, on the fantasy match. Okay. Seth Rollins versus Shawn Michaels. Well, we've been talking about these two at one point on our other shows, how this would be a dream match if Shawn was a little bit in his prime at this point, however, where Rollins is at the moment, however, this would be a dream, dream WrestleMania match, no question about it. John, tell us who do you like in this one. I'd have to go with uh, Shawn Michaels. All right. I know who our good friend the King would take, however, as he's buying in, as he says, however, and some of our other fans of uh, Seth Rollins would buy in. I'm going to buy in Sweet Chin Music with Shawn Michaels myself here. I think it's going to be a great match. And I think those two could tear down the building. So I'm going to go with HBK in this one. Mahler, who do you like? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to make it unanimous. Um, and and uh, I am putting my, my personal feelings aside because I am not a big Seth Rollins fan. But it, it, calling it down the middle, I definitely give the edge to, uh, you know, Mr. WrestleMania. There you go. And speaking of Rollins, we've talked about him and his injury on the show being out six to nine months, however. Uh, we know the tournament is continuing, obviously, tonight on Raw, and we'll get into that uh, with, like, before the show's out with uh, who uh, is going to be uh, the main event tonight in the Raw ring and everything like that. But right now, however, who do you think is going to be the person that ends up uh, maybe being the one person that could win this whole thing in the one sleeper? I'm going to ask everyone this, and I'm going to start with Mala first. Who do you think is going to be the winner of the tournament, and who do you think could be the sleeper to watch out for? Uh, winner, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's really hard to say. I think, uh, I think uh, Kalisto, definitely the sleeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I think I think the winner. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm going to have to go with Cesaro. I think it's his time. All right, John. What do you think? Well, I still have to go with my original pick, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I say Rain. All right. So you know what? I'm going to say Cesaro is my sleeper too. But I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be Dolph Ziggler, guys. I hate to say it, however, I'm going to take uh, the show off. I think the show off could steal the show, maybe, and surprise some people and upset people. And right now we heard Guest 8 is in the chat, however. He is saying hello to us, however. We'd like to say hello to him back. We know who it is. is our good friend, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, and we hope he's doing well. Uh, Like I said, however... Uh, the show this afternoon from down there in his beautiful neck of the woods of North Carolina, if you will, however, in more ways than one. All right, uh, back to fantasy matchups, ladies and gentlemen, however, mind hey, you. He, he could be on the show. Yeah, he could squeak in as a surprise caller. You never know. We've had him surprise us many a time before, if you will, however. Let's just say so. He might squeak in before the show's out this afternoon. I mean, we've known... He's done it many times before and tried to fool us, and most of us are uh, oppervious to this, let's just say. But now we're catching on as we, uh, let's just say, in more ways than one, 
uh, has called in before and surprised us, but at the same time, we also know when he's calling in, and sometimes he tries to force and we all kind of fall for it, but most of the time now, we don't fall for it. All right, back to the fantasy matchups again, as I said. Uh, this time, I want to throw it to the Mauler with this round. Mauler, you're up on this one. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pin Stevie Richards. Yes. Again. And this is this is going this is going this is going back a little bit to uh to my childhood, but Stevie Richards versus Iron Mike Sharp. Ah, the original jobber. I do recall him very, very well. Yes, this this is a good one you picked here. Okay, tell us who do you like? I'll tell you, I I think I'm going to go with Stevie Richards. I've been in the ring with him. The guy brings it every time he steps in that ring, and uh, i I got to go with Stevie. All right, Dancing Stevie Richards, he's going to take there. John, who do you like in this one? Dancing Stevie Richards, if you will, the BWO, and, of course, he will be taking on Iron Mike Sharp. I'm going with Steven Richards. And I think it's unanimous, folks. Stevie Richards, Big Stevie Cool, if you will, dance in Stevie Richards, whatever you want to call him. He is all those things and then some, so I will take him as well. All right, John, you're next on the fantasy matchups. Go right ahead. All right. I got one, dude, you think? I got right. Kenny versus, versus uh, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash and who? Hey. Kane, two big men. Okay, the master of the choke slam and the power bomb. And I know our one friend, Wayne, ladies and gentlemen, we got a surprise coming on right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I think we might know who it is. It's not Elvis, folks, but it is Cam Newton's favorite uh, fan, if you will, from Trinity, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, joining us in Panther Country, Mr. WCWS himself, Chad Hinshaw, joining us here on the show today. Chad, how are you today? <laughs> We've got the music playing. We know it's him. Yes, he is. The hard times are here, and we know that means Mr. Hinshaw, Mr. Cam Newton's number one fan is here. Chad Hinshaw, ladies and gentlemen, as I said. I'm Trinity. How are you today, Mr. Hinshaw? I'm fine. I, I still can't get anything by you anymore, can I? No, you can't. I've learned since so over the last month or so, believe it or not. I've learned since the last month, let's just say. Welcome to Episode 17. we got the Pittsburgh Mauler from Florida joining yep. us right now on the show with us doing our fantasy matchups. Mauler, this is our boss, and co-leader of WCWS, let's just say Mr. Chad Hinshaw joining us right now. Hey, Chad, how are you today? Fine, sir. Pleasure, sir. Glad, glad to have you on as a very special guest here of the WCWS Radio Network. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir. Thank you. And please please return uh, when you can. We have uh, we now have, a, we should say as of this, this evening, later this evening, we have uh, four other shows. We have a total of five, so Yes. So we have plenty to choose from there, bud. So come on on anytime, and we'll get you the info on them. Oh, fantastic! Thank you for the invitation. Yes, sir. By all means. And speaking of which, JD, before we go any further, I've got to go ahead and speak of that right now while I have it fresh on my mind. You guys go right ahead. I will be back in two seconds. Please address this. I will be right back. Okay. Uh, 
Well, anyway, like I said, while J.D. steps away, a gentleman I wanted to go ahead and let you be the first to know that starting t- uh, tonight, be, tonight only will be from 9 until 11, but uh, but starting next Monday it will be from 7 to 9 p.m. Our fifth installment of the WCWS Radio Network will take place. It is known as WCWS Indie Outlook. Uh, Captain Dave uh, Spieler from Captain Dave's Wrestling Reporting will be the host for this show. Uh, and I do believe our own J.D. Jerry Geraldo, as well as uh, uh, our resident independent wrestler, Ronda Rush Wright, will be doing the co-host for, for that show. Uh, and like I said, just pretty much all talk about independent wrestling uh, from, all, from all around. His neck of the woods, uh, possibly my neck of the woods, everywhere. So uh, that's going to start. And the official, like I said, starting next Monday will be from 7 to 9. But the special first episode is tonight from 9 to 11. I know everybody will probably be focusing on watching Monday Night Raw, but this was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing that happened last night. So uh, tonight only will be from 9 to 11, but like I said, next next uh, Monday it will be from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, like I said, it's called, once again, uh, WCWS Indie Outlook, and I will get – I don't have the call ID number in front of me, but I will get that number. Uh, and uh, bring it to everyone's attention. I've already had a Facebook group page already started for it. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Indie Outlook Radio. So definitely uh, t- uh, take a listen to that, take a gander on, uh, on that. And uh, also, uh, 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 of course, uh, be sure to listen to, of course, I'll be back on uh, Tuesday night, uh, starting tomorrow night here for, our, of course, our mothership broadcast, WWS Revolution. Uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, and Friday night from 9 to 11. And, of course, our second installment of the radio network, NWO Wolfpack, Thursday night from 9 to 11 p.m. as well. Indeed, and I'm back now, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, Chad, there's one other thing we were going to address, and I was going to tell them all, and you can tell him as well and give him the heads up. We also not only do fantasy matchups small or how on all the shows as well as Raw Radio, we also have fantasy stable pay-per-views as well, and you can pick uh, what kind of match it will be and who will be represented very well in each one. Yes, yes. Uh, well, what we do there, bud, is, uh, like I said, we do it based on, uh, well, what, what I have done is based on different uh, wrestling sta- stables uh, that's been out for years. Uh, I've also done uh, just recently. I did like three, three uh, fan stable pay-per-views based on uh, three different organizations, uh, wrestling organizations. And right now we've got one up uh, up and going. Right now it is on the page uh, started by own King NWO GTS Gerard T Smith uh, called uh, Top Heel. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward, uh, forward slash capital T lowercase OC, capital H lowercase EEL. Uh, last I checked, the first match still has not yet completed. It is, a, it is going to be a triple threat match. That that pay per view is going to be focusing on the Ministry of Darkness. And that is, of course, uh, by our own uh, suggestion, by our own human superface machine, John Gross, there. Good, still good suggestion, by the way, John. Thank you very much. Uh, and I'm very happy I did that. Sir. No, no, no problem, but no problem. Uh, the first match is is going to the member of the Ministry of Darkness involved in this match is Midian, and so far, uh, like I said, three the first two or three more votes gets the gets get gets involved in the match. One has already been decided, and that is Mankind. But we still need one more in order to complete the uh, complete the match. So we're still stuck on the very first one, but but still, uh, nonetheless. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. Hold on a minute. 
but uh, but like I said, we're still uh, focusing on that at, at this point in time. So it's, it hasn't moved that quickly, but it, it's going to be moving here soon. Uh, we just got through doing a special edition one involving WWE 2K16, and we had some pretty interesting matchups there with that. Um, I will stick around here for a little bit, but I have to step off for just one moment. I uh, just want to throw everything back out at you. J.D., go yes. ahead and take the show back there, bud, and I'll be right back. All right, thanks, Chad. Yes, indeed, Mars. He said, "How there's a lot we do, how and believe me. I mean, we've been on for quite a while, and I've been on for quite a while, and I want to thank uh, Chad was the one, along with uh, John, who backed me up, too, that along with his friends, uh, Gerard T. Smith, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Queen Divas, we call her the mayor at a suplex, hey, big Brock Lesnar fan, big Randy Orton, big Billy Gunn fan, they all gave us a chance to have let me and John do this every Monday, however, we do this every Monday from 3 to 5, so I want to thank him, as I thank him all the time for that, and his friends for giving me and John this platform to host it, so we've been doing this for almost three months now, and we do this every Monday from 3 to 5, sometimes we even go after 5 o'clock, usually, as we press it in overtime. So uh, certainly thank him on that one. Uh, that being said, we're going to go next to our, uh, I think we have another fantasy matchup in line, however. Maybe we'll get Chad to do one with us when he comes back, however. But uh, I think whose turn was it when before Chad came on the air? Was it your turn there, uh, Maul, or was it uh, John's? Um, I think it was John's. John, I think you were up, right? Yeah, it was. Okay, go ahead, uh, since uh, Chad is not with us right now. He'll be back with us momentarily and give us his fantasy matchup, hopefully, and thoughts on that. However, with that said, go right ahead. All right. Well, I'm going with uh, Chris Jericho versus um, Finn Balor. You went with that one already, remember? Oh, yes. yes. We, we all agreed on that. That's all right, though. Okay. I think it was, about, such a, it was such a great match that we had to revisit it. Yeah, we uh, we we did a lot of revisited uh, today. Let's just say we did a lot of good revisited today. However, in fact, uh, why don't we do before we go into fantasy matchups? However, and like I said, since the Mauler is our guest, however, but let's get on the Mauler's uh, take, however, on stuff revisited. He can pick a couple uh, things out of his memory uh, bank, if you will, and tell us his thoughts on that, and we'll get everyone's thoughts on it, too, since, uh, like I said, Mauler was just a little late getting into the show today, so we'll come back to the fantasy matchup. So, Mauler, go right ahead. Uh, if you have anything uh, revisited, please share with us right now. Well, one thing that uh, you know, I would I would like to revisit, and maybe you guys have some insight on, uh, sure. and it's not necessarily a match, but some things that have happened in, in, inside of the WWE is um, what is the, the the background? Because I, I know the reasons for uh, Alberto Del Rio's um, dismissal. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, what was the you know? Do you think it was because of? Uh, you know the push for some for some superstars to get back in because of injuries and other things, or that uh, Vince maybe just mm-hmm. um, you know let bygones be bygones and they brought him back. Or what are your thoughts on that? That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people saying that there was like basically, I guess, upper management, like some of the booking team members, most notably Michael P.S. Hayes, who's known to be a good guy and a crazy guy in his own way, How was one of the guys who kind of went off the deep end by making some uh, rude comments, no pun intended, if you will, to Alberto Del Rio and certain wrestlers. How I think he was one of the guys, how I had heard originally, that made some of the comments, how that forced Del Rio to leave the WWE and take some time off or get out of the WWE for a while, however. 
Uh, that being said, Heller, I'm not really sure. Some of the people are saying other reasons why Del Rio took some time off. Uh, John, maybe you can uh, weigh in with your thoughts on that. Uh, what was that again? The whole Del Rio thing, however, where he uh, left the WWE and then came back recently, however, after some, some the time off he had, however, mind you. Um, well, I guess what, what happened that night when Del Rio... Del Rio and that worker got into it. Yeah. I, I think that spelled the end of Del Rio's downfall, but I think Del Rio learned his lesson. He made his mistake, mm-hmm. and WWE said, you know what, Del Rio, we're going to let you come back. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Because we don't think uh, it was your fault at all. Yeah, certainly. I think Chad's back with us now. Chad, are you back with us now? I'm back with you. I'm back okay, here. please I'm wait. Sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. John, you brought up a good point. The mall was just talking about the Alberto Del Rio story uh, and his thoughts on that there, uh, Chad, and he waited with his thoughts. Uh, John did too. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay, what, what, if you don't mind refreshing my memory about what happened. When Del Rio left the last time before he recently came back, however, what oh, was you because of the, uh, oh, talking about because of the, uh, the incident. Uh, incident. incident with the, uh, with the, yeah, yeah. Uh well, I just heard what John John said. Uh, mm-hmm. I can I can pretty much tell you what it is though, guys. If you okay. really really think about it, okay. WWE is getting to a point where they're so desperate now they'll resign anybody. Right. That's exactly what it is. I mean, because mm-hmm. you be, think about this for a second. Think about this for a second. Yeah. Raw. Raw's ratings has has tumbled. Big time. We talked about that. Big yes. time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me see. I, I, two two or three of your major players are off because of injury. Am I right about this? Yeah. And Raw's in okay. uh, Randy. Yes. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that they're and and they're they're not trying to push a lot of these big names, a lot of these um, other other guys too quickly, like like we talked about with Ambrose, Reigns, and several others, mm-hmm. too quickly. Okay. Right. So the thing, so so what? So what did they do? They the WWE is trying to make themselves look good and try to make once again that big impact like that they always try to do by doing what they rehire somebody that they personally let go. Yes. It is desperation. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's got to be what it is. Got to be what it is. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, just 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 put two two and two together. I mean, if they're so desperate, therefore, uh, talent now. I mean, I mean, it probably came out around the time that, like we like you, we mentioned Orton and Rollins down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, and uh, and uh, Cena's stepping away for a little bit. And Cena, yes, yeah, right. Cena mm-hmm. is stepping away for. There you go. And they don't have any. They don't have any top-notch players. Right. Exactly. They don't right. have any top-notch players. Because, I'm sorry. And but Lesnar, let me say, but let me say, too. What's that, Sean? And Lesnar is not to mention, not to mention is off, too. For right, he's on a part-time schedule. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Brock, yes. Brock, guys like Brock and Rock and Sting and all of them are on part-time thing. All half your big names are not there. Right. So the thing is, what they, what the thing is WWE is desperate. Mm-hmm. That's it, guys. That's the overall. I'd agree, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I think we all can. Yeah, because, that's no question because, at all. I mean, John, what were you saying? 
I said I can vouch for that too. Okay, okay, go ahead, Chad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, no problem, but no, no problem. But the thing is, is that I think they're moving too quickly with Del Rio. He was going as so far as to placing it with somebody who I would never have thought, mm-hmm. you know, because of the history. Yes. There. I mean, between oh, yes. him and him and Coulter. I mean, I, that that was probably as far as Del Rio goes. That was probably the 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 bad move that they made with him there. Other than that, you know, guys like him, yeah. good. I mm-hmm. mean, the thing is, it's coming in partition, but what we were talking about earlier this year, yeah. I mean, they were talking about possibly bringing back Del Rio, they were talking about, talking about possibly bringing back Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And Mysterio was even, uh, even hinted some, at some point down the line, he may make another run. I don't know. Kevin Nash may make another run. Right. I mean, if these, if, these, if these legendary guys, even though I know Nash is a Hall of Famer now, that yeah. these guys feel like they can come back and go, yeah. it's going to make them a little bit watchable again. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly the point. But, but the thing is that they brought back Del Rio, I think, at this point in time for one reason. It's because they were 100% desperate to, to stay to stay above, above everybody else. That's yeah. it. Period. No question. No question. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, gentlemen. Um, I, I think Del Rio is back, and he looks in tremendous physical shape. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think, I think we're going to see big things from him. It's possible. It's very possible, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, ask you real quick, Chad, a couple of things before we get into a couple of minor things here before we wind up the show today. Uh, your first, I mean, I asked everyone's take, and I'm going to ask you now, and we'll talk, I'm sure, tomorrow night at Revolution however, about the memory of Nick Bockwinkle. What are your memories of Nick Bockwinkle, if any? Uh, yeah, I do. I do remember Nick Bockwinkle. Yes, I did hear that some of that was kind of, that was a sudden passive that it was sad to hear. Uh, first of all, prayers go out to his family. Yes. Uh, there was, uh, of course, I remember. I remember some key matches. Of course, uh, of course, AWA where he, uh, of course, he had the the, the running feud. Of course, him and Heenan did with Hogan mm-hmm. and AWA. I remember that all too well. Of course, I remember several matches. I got on. A, I have a DVD here. Yeah. Um, and and, uh, and uh, let me see, what was? It? Oh yeah, of course, him and. Uh, it was him and uh, Big Bad Bobby Duncan and Ken yep. Patera and yep. Heenan teaming up in a four-on-two <laughs> handicap match versus Hulk and Andre. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, him and Kurt Henning in the 60-minute Iron Man match at the Showboat in 67, I think it was. That was way from there. And uh, yeah. like you said, uh, him and Hogan were a great memory in the early days. Him and Vern, him and Billy Robinson. I mean, some great, great moments there. Right. Uh, of course, uh, him, him. Uh, I think coming to, I think for a short time in the '80s, he actually came and did some announcing for the WWF. Yes, he did. With Ron Chagard, Ron Chagard, I do recall that. Yep. He, he, him and also I think Craig DeGeorge was another one that he did. That's with. right. Yes, I forgot yeah. about him. That's right. Yep. Yes, and one of the matches in the un, unreleased Hulk Hogan Collector Series DVD. There's a match in which Craig DeGeorge and Nick Buckwinkle are calling the action. That's right, and I think Rod was with him, and that was at MSG, if I remember. I think it was 1999, 90 or 91, I remember. But, yeah, I do recall that now. And speaking of legends, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. There was one other moment that I do recall. I'm sure everyone does remember this. He was also uh, a commissioner in WCW. Yes, I mentioned him uh, at the start of the show today. Yes, I do recall that. How old Uh, was he, J.D.? 80. He was 80, okay. 
I didn't catch the age. I didn't catch the age. Okay. Eighty years old. Right. That's okay. Uh, another person we're going to talk about, however, as we continue on, however, uh, we talked about Ronda Rousey too, and uh, Charlotte Flair is thinking a match with her would be interesting at WrestleMania. What do you think about that whole scenario? I would be one of the first ones that want to see it. Yeah, because 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 guys, let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you about the Ronda Rousey thing. I don't mean to bleed bleed into this. But let me go ahead and throw this out there about about the Ronda Rousey thing. Sure. I heard I heard I seen snippets of what happened. Uh, of course, she didn't do an interview right away after the after the bout because there was there was some there was a there was a medical situation she had had to be taken mm-hmm. care of. Okay. Sure. Right. Right. I understand that. And yes, this Holly Holm is. I heard she was. Tell me. I saw. Like I said, when they did the weigh in, her and Rousey both. I said this. Gerard can back me up on this too. I said this on Attitude Radio Saturday night. Yeah, both these girls were one hundred percent ripped. I mean, yeah. these were tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, bar none. I mean, this was going to go either way, anyhow. Sure, this was going to go either way, and it went to, and it went to Holly Holm. Okay, great, fine, fine. But uh, but I I saw a picture. I think Holly. Home actually showed a little bit of sympathy to Ronda Rousey after that match, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that she did. I'm, I'm yeah. that's good that one opponent that that one one fighter shows compassion and respect exactly. for another. Exactly, that, that's just true, true respect. But let me say this. Let me, let me let me say this right here. That you know I read I think something you sent me JD from that 411 Mania. I read this earlier. Yeah. About uh, Dana White already said that Ronda Ronda was going to come back and fight for the belt. Yes. I can go automatically tell you what that means, but guys, yeah, I can go ahead and tell you what that means. He is more desperate than ever to keep Ronda now. She 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 doesn't have the belt. Exactly. That's exactly and, what it is. That's desperation on his part. He fears yeah, that she won't Ralph tell anymore. Yeah, Ralph kind of your sentiments earlier when he came on today, Chad and John and I talked about it, and I, I think I was going to, I think the mall even said it earlier when I talked to him about it before you came on too. Yeah, we all kind of agreed in that sentiment. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah, so I so that pretty much right there that you know that Rhonda's thinking, Okay, I don't have to build anymore, I can go up and do you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but the thing about it, Dana White is all all like he stepped up and said, you know, okay, I'm okay, she's gonna get another shot at that belt and all. That that is right there saying he still does not want to lose Rhonda Rousey. Yes. Agree. He still, yes, he still does not. That is, and I said this, and you heard me, and JD, you were there on Saturday night. You heard me say this. Yeah. He does not want to lose Ronda Rousey because it's like I said before, and uh, everyone would back me up on this. Yes. That, that he feels that if she leaves the UFC, the UFC is going to go under. Exactly. So yep. right out of one person, I mean, not even the male fighters have this type type of recognition that she has, and and he's feeling okay. She leaves. We're done. I mean, he yeah. needs to. He needs to first off get a life. That's what he needs to, yes. to do. Second, second of all, second of all, the thing about it is you don't need to. You don't need to keep you keep you know one one person you know as the highlight of the whole dang company. You have so many great talented fighters in the UFC. You need to give one or two of them mm-hmm. step up a little bit. I mean, Holly Holm now is that one I think you might want to look at a little bit. Ronda right. Rousey has established herself. She is set. She don't need to worry about it, regardless right. of what happens with this. So mm-hmm. if she wants to come in WWE and, and you know, come and get some of the divas and you know, NXT, WWE, whatever, let her do it. Exactly. 
I agree. Exactly. I think we all let agree. her do it. Yes. Do it. Yeah. Let her do it. Yeah. Speaking of WWE, let's talk about one other thing real quick and uh, before we wind it up here today and call it a day. There's a report now saying, I'm just reading this now on 401 Mania. According to WrestlingDVDNetwork.com, the Owen Hart Heart of Gold DVD and Blu-ray, however, will contain new and archived interview footage from Vince, Tyson Kidd, Natty, Jim Neidhart, Davey Boy Smith, Triple H, Mick Foley, Edge, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, Lex Luger, and Mike Kyoto. They also said that they shot new footage with Owen's siblings, Brett, Keith, Ross, Bruce, Alice, and Diana, Ellie, and Georgia. Owen's wife, Martha, and kids, OG and Athena, are not featured on the DVD. Martha has still been critical of the plans to release the DVD, and of course, that's coming out in about two or three weeks. I want to ask everyone in We'll go in circle here, and we'll start with them all at first. Your thoughts about this latest development, about the Owen Hart DVD? You know, I think, uh, you know, a number of years has passed, but at the same time, uh, you know, when you do lose a loved one under those types of circumstances, mm-hmm. um, you, you can look at it two ways. It's, it's a tribute to his legacy, mm-hmm. um, or it's just going to kind of bring up um, – you know, bad memories. And, and, and I think, you know, from the family's perspective, um, you know, they're, they're really having a tough time with, with which way that's going to go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we can all sit here and say, you know, for our own selfish reasons, we want to see that DVD because of some of the great interviews and footage and unseen uh, segments that are going to be put in there. But, you know, again, uh, you know, I think it, it, it's, it's, even though it's been years, it's, it's a little bit of a, of a sore spot and kind of bringing up some, some bad memories to some of the, uh, the members of the Hart family. Do you think he'll make it to the hall of fame this year? And do you think he deserves it? Um, you know, that's, that's a very good question. I think that, uh, anyone can look at his, his wrestling, his technical wrestling, uh, and, and say he's definitely a, a candidate for the hall of fame. I think that, um, you know, if he was, um, you know, if his life wasn't cut short uh, and his career continued, that would be a, a, a definite yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, you know, from what I've seen in the last years with the uh, Hall of Fame classes and some of the, I don't want to say sympathizers, but some of the people that have been put into the Hall of Fame for uh, certain reasons, I definitely think that, uh you know, he will be in the Hall of Fame uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. And real quick, uh, before we go to you, Chad, I'm going to ask tomorrow another question. What one match can make you smile when you think of Owen? What is the one match, if there's one match that can make you smile about Owen's memory or just one story, like uh, humor-wise or non-humor-wise, what do you, what is, about Owen is it? That, uh, you, you know, like that. Um, I, I think it would be difficult to just pin it to, to one match, but I have seen some kind of behind-the-scenes footage mm-hmm. and, and what I've read about. And, you know, uh, one of the hardest, hardest-working guys, but, but the sense of humor that he had kind of off-camera and behind-the-scenes is really, uh, you know, what, what kind of, uh, you know, makes me smile. There's a, lot, a lot of these guys in the industry, you know, you see their persona on screen, and you really don't get to know them um, off screen, and, and you see that, and see that you know they're they're real guys, just like you and I are. That's what makes me smile. Definitely, definitely. Okay, Chad, uh, give us your thoughts about the new developments of the Owen uh, DVD, and then the other questions I asked them on. Give us your opinion on this. Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad finally you know that he's 
he's coming back into the limelight here and, and to a certain degree. Uh, and of course, everyone, the newer generation will get to see how how this man, you know, that helped, you know, shape and change the scope of pro wrestling, how it was then, and of course, through like the later on, of course, to what it is, you know, now. Uh, um, it is a pity that his direct family is not involved with it, but when I say his direct family, I'm talking about his wife and his kids. But, um, but of course, his the Hart family itself, the you know, uh, like Brett and uh, Jim Neihart and brothers and sisters and all. I'm glad to see that you know that that they they uh, put out some some great words on on them and. Uh, uh, I think it's long overdue for them to finally put out something about Owen. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like I say, he may have been included in stuff like with, like in DVDs, like the, I think the Heart and Soul DVD, the DVD, yeah. uh, a couple of them about Bret Hart and all that stuff. But I mean, just one on Owen himself. Mm-hmm. It's about it's long overdue. It's about time, my yes. personal opinion. Uh, as for any matches or moments, mm-hmm. uh, like the Mauler just said, it's kind of hard to pinpoint any. Uh, because he had so many great ones. Uh, I can, I'll give you, let me think about this. I'll give you three of them. I'll give you three matches that I, that I personally saw with Owen. Owen was involved with them and I thought they were great. Yes, even though Owen was mostly a heel. I'm sorry, I'll give you four of them. I'll give you four, because I know four of them. Okay, I'll, I'll, if you go over five, buddy, it's okay. You're you're fine. <laughs> hey, I no, do it all the time. Well, we, we are. We, I, I already said to the mall, and I you know, told everyone out there, we're going to be going over time again anyway. We've been doing that as a lady, and I don't care. I don't care. I don't think hey, anyone cares either because we love to do it that way. That's right. Hey, hey, if we do it, then that's cool. Anyway, uh, let me go ahead and throw them out there. The first one was when, because everyone remembered him as a. Uh, as a face, he teamed up with Jim Neidhart to form the new foundation. The match at Ro- the tag team match against the Orient Express at the '92 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That was one of his best ones. Yes, uh, and then the other three was when he was, I think, all strictly uh, all strictly healed. In my personal opinion, one of them off the Bret Hart DVDs when he re- two of them are matches that he was involved with with his brother Bret. Yeah. Uh, the first one was a, was obviously one we talked about here on many uh, several of the shows. And that is the one that the title match at WrestleMania 10. Yes. Or, or, or the match itself at WrestleMania 10. It wasn't a title match. Excuse me. It wasn't mm-hmm. a title match. Okay. And the second one was a title match. It was um, it was back in 90. I want to say it was 94 or 95. It was on. It's on the Bret Hart DVD. Is when I think Vince McMahon was debuting a show called The Action Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think Jim Neihart came out there to back up Owen, and Bulldog came out there to back up Brett. And then, of and course, they would have their match in the steel cage in Chicago, something like that year. Right, yes. And one other one here, one the most infamous one, one I think y'all would, would look, remember this match all too well. From 1997, on Monday Night Raw, Owen Hart and the Bulldog defending the tag belts against Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. Yes, yes. That one of my favorite matches of all time, guys. One yeah, you you got some good ones there. I think we're all going to agree in, in there in more ways than one. And, John, we'll get to your thoughts in just a minute, but I want to pass along some news I just heard uh, just a few seconds ago. We were talking about this uh, from both uh, the Mauler and Chad. Uh, we are reporting now, according to reports out through Twitter, how Axel Rodden has announced that 
ECW current superstar Donald Hack Myers Havlin is currently in John Hopkins Hospital and is set to undergo brain surgery in Baltimore, Maryland. Hack Myers, who of course wrestled from 1994 through 98, of course, had recently relocated back to Maryland after spending some time after his ECW run in Florida, where he was a regular in the independent scene. From all of us here at the show, we'd like to wish him a very speedy recovery, and hopefully he'll be getting well very soon. In more ways than one. Um, all, I don't know if you've uh, had a chance to know Hack Myers or have any stories about him. Maybe you could share with us. You know what? I I, I really don't. Okay, and uh, that's okay. Uh, Chad, uh, what about your thoughts? Do you have any uh, stories or recurrences you ever watched Hack Myers? Remember him vaguely in ECW? I do remember him vaguely. Uh, been a long time since I've seen any matches involving him at all. To be honest mm-hmm. with you. John, what so. about you? Uh, not really. And I'm like, Chad, I remember him somewhat in ECW as well, and like I said, uh, hopefully he'll be uh, recovering very soon. Uh, now I want to go to you, John. I mean, Mahler and Chad brought some great stories about Owen, and I was going to pretty much share the same matches that Chad had in occurrences, so I don't have to uh, get it across anyway. Uh, let's get your take on this. Uh, what are your thoughts about all three of these? We'll start with your thoughts about the latest developments on the DVD before we uh, hear your thoughts about the Owen uh, memories and uh occurrences. Uh, please share with us. I like the way that they're talking about Owen Hart on the DVD, mm-hmm. but I don't understand why Marfa's, Marfa's going to be on that DVD since... Oh, yeah. Okay, here Sorry I Sorry about that, folks. I'm, a, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a, still like... Marfa, uh, uh, Marfa, she... Um, well, she she and her kids are not featured, but she's been critical of the plans to release it. They say. Yeah, she she's critical of the plans. You don't want to know why, Marfa. You need to grow your set. You need to grow yourself a set. You need to you need to mention that Owen Hart is is the WWE, and you want to erase him from his memory. I mean, think about it. If your husband was still alive, Marfa. He would not approve of it at no. all. No, I, I think we're all going to agree to that. Yes, definitely. And yeah. like I said, he he was a true... I mean, whether you love him or hate him, and we said this about certain legends in the past on all of our shows, however, not just here on Raw Radio, but uh, they will always live in our heart as uh, fan favorites. And we, we cried with them, we smiled with them, we hated them, we loved them. And you know what, Our Owen Hart, I mean, like I told you guys many times, and Mahler's the first time you're hearing me tell this story to you on the radio, and I've told this with Chad and uh, John and everyone else on the shows, however, as well as our other cars. The night Owen died, however, I had a lump in my throat, and I cried myself to sleep that night. I mean, Owen was one of my favorite guys of all time. It's like Eddie Guerrero's passing. Those two guys were two guys I think all of us looked up to in a way, however, and got very emotional about their timely passing. And of course, earlier this year, we heard about the whole thing with Dusty Rhodes and Roddy Piper, which you can listen to Mahler in our archives. However, those were some of the uh, very emotional nights we had on Raw Radio and our other shows, however, we're talking about those two. But we, like I said, we've lost a lot of legends over the years, however. Where we loved them or hated them, it didn't really matter. They made an impact on us, whether we smiled, whether we didn't smile. It didn't matter, however. And like I said, when Owen passed away that night, however, it just... It, I mean, I think it surprised all of us. It shocked us all, Howard, because he was such a young guy, and he left us far way too soon than he did, Howard, and you didn't think what happened would happen like that. So it's it's very unfortunate, nevertheless. Yes, indeed. I would have to agree. Uh, also, I wanted to throw out, um, as, to, as to whether or not I think Owen should be in the Hall of Fame, I do agree yeah. he should. 
Yeah. You should. And, and I, along, I, along with the bulldog. I mean, yeah, I agree. Food, I agree. So. I think we're all going to agree there, and I think John will do the same thing when you do, John. Yes, I would. Okay. Well, we're almost done here. We uh, are going to almost call it a day here, but before we do, let's give you the number again: one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four. And the number one this afternoon, I am the Iceman Jared D. Draw along with Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, which you can hear every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on TalkShoe.com, of course, running things as well as Wolfpack Thursday night. And on Saturday nights, you can listen to Gerard T. Smith and Michelle Lindodds, the mayor, mayor out of Suplex City, the Paul and Paula Heyman, if you will, 138982. They will be talking this week about the Survivor Series. They'll be talking about Raw and SmackDown review as well as NXT. Hopefully, you'll be listening to them this Saturday night from 9 to 11, 11 to 30. Or Saturday night, it's not about Saturday night's main event or Saturday Night Live anymore. It is Saturday Night Live, and it is uncut with a rated R, let's just say, in more ways than one. And don't forget, this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, beginning at 6 p.m., However, possibly 7, I believe it will be 6, maybe, depending on if they move the pay-per-view back an hour, but I think it's going to be at 7 now, unless they move it to 6, however, and put the pay-per-view at 7. You will be listening to Chad, Michelle, myself, possibly maybe John, and of course whoever else comes on the show doing their side bets for the upcoming Survivor Series, as it will be the 25th anniversary of the Survivor Series this Sunday on the ATL down there in the 404 at the Phillips Arena. And don't forget tonight, ladies and gentlemen, a new show beginning at 9 p.m. by Captain Dave. And a few surprises along the way, however, will be airing as well on Talk Shoe. All right, before we call it a day, ladies and gentlemen, however, quickly I want to get raw ratings and main event predictions. So with that said, I'm going to turn it to the Mauler with his raw rating number and prediction as far as the main event tonight. Mauler, this is something we do every week, however, and we've been doing this since the very beginning. Let's get your thoughts Raw rating prediction on the main event tonight. What do you got? Oh, boy. Um, you know, um, that is that is going to be a tough call, but I think I'm going to go with, and I keep going, I keep going back to uh, back to this name, but I'm, I'm thinking we, we may see Alberto Del Rio. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and uh, Dean Ambrose. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. And what is your number as far as the raw rating goes tonight? I'm going to say um, right around 89. 89. Okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> that's, a good that's not a bad number. I like it. Okay, Chad, what do you got for us in the main event and number tonight for us? Okay. Uh, uh, main event. I'm going to go along with the Mauler. I, I think that would be. I think that would be an ideal. Uh, um, it'd be kind of interesting and all that if they made that a U.S. title belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, of course. Ambrose would have another another run with the belt. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go along with the model on the main event there, Del Rio versus Ambrose. Uh, and as for ratings, yes. Well, half my numbers haven't been that good, and I'm trying to be optimistic about Raw all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say a two-five. All right, I'm going to go 2-6, and I think the main event will be Cesaro and Roman. I think they need a good main event like this, and this would be fantastic to close it out and really sell the Survivor Series in the 25th anniversary of the Dead Man. That's my prediction. John, uh, final rating number and uh, main event prediction, please. I agree. I do want to see Cesaro and Reigns. Okay, and what's your raw number to give us? 2.9. 
Wow, last week you went the same number, and you kind of were off. We were all were off on the number last week. That's okay. Yeah. Good prediction. Okay. Uh, with that being said, uh, unless anyone else has anyone else to comment, I mean, we're going to wrap it up here in just a few minutes. Uh, I want to post nothing else. Uh, okay, well, we'll get to that real quick. Uh, Molly, okay. do you have anything else for us uh, before we uh, call it a day? Well, I got a, I got a little bit of a bombshell I could drop uh, on WrestleMania this year. I kind of got an inside scoop. Uh, Ooh, okay. The, Hold on, on a minute, on folks. Before, before we, uh, this is going to be good. We've been talking about this on the other shows, and the uh, Mauler's got an inside scoop tidbit for you all, WrestleMania fans, ahead of time. So, Mauler, please share with us. Go right ahead. All right. Well, um, you know, and I, I'm not sure if um, you know you announced this to the listeners or not, but you know, I am an indie wrestler down here in, in South Florida for yes. uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling. He is Championship an indie wrestling. wrestler, by the way, there, guys. In case you're wondering who our guest is today, so go ahead. And uh, you know, one of the uh, the head trainers of my promotion is uh, the Rocky Johnson. Yes, and, the uh, at, at, at our last uh, at our last show, uh, I was talking to him, and he said that. Uh, it's pretty much guaranteed that the main event in WrestleMania is going to be Brock Lesnar versus The Rock. Oh, guys, there you go. The Mauler kind of giving us an early uh, update here on WrestleMania. We thought it was going to be John Cena and The Taker closing out Dallas. It looks now it's going to be Lesnar and Dwayne The Rock Johnson once again going at it in more ways than one. So that'll be very, very interesting. I know a lot of people were leery about The Rock's uh, status because he's doing movies next year, but I think they might be getting him back, however, maybe after the Rumble early February to get him in the gym and start working him out before WrestleMania because WrestleMania would be five weeks later or six weeks later in Big D. And when you have 100,000 people in Jerry Jones' world, like it's going to be, as they say, however, you can definitely imagine that these two are going to have a lot of fireworks to definitely uh, blow off Texas Stadium with no pun intended. Should I say AT&T Stadium, if you will. And that is going to be a killer, killer main event, to say the least. Mm. Yeah, I'm just anxious to see if um, you know it, it pans out as I was told or if, if something changes. So it'll be interesting to see in the uh, weeks and months ahead. Yes. Well, let me ask you real quick uh, before we uh, cut you loose, Mahler. If it does not become Brock and Rock again, do you see maybe John Cena and The Undertaker closing out WrestleMania? Uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I can't see that match. I, mm-hmm. I, I just can't see that match, especially, um, you know, in the direction right now that, that the undertaker's going, um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure Cena's going to be part of, of WrestleMania in, in some form or fashion, right. but I, I, I just don't know if I can see that match. It could mm-hmm. very well could take place, but, uh, you know, if they're looking for for ratings and they're looking for you know a big uh, a big push there with WrestleMania, I don't know if that match would do it. All right, and we talked about it. We talk about NXT also from time to time, especially me, how being the NXT nut that I am. Uh, if you could name one NXT diva or wrestler currently, if they show WrestleMania this year, who do you think it'll be? Oh, um, you know what? Let me uh, let me think about that and mm-hmm. and then get back to you. I just uh, sure. I am not a huge huge fan of NXT, although I like a lot of the talent that they brought up recently to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let let me just uh, ponder that thought for a little bit. 
Sure, no problem, no problem. Good. And Chad, you have uh, final thoughts, uh, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. Which NXT diva or current wrestler do you think will be up on the roster around WrestleMania if they come up? But uh, you have something to close out before we get to your answer on that NXT thing. Go right ahead. Yes, yes. I wanted to ask tomorrow this one question. Uh, we brought up, of course, the match with Cena and the Undertaker. Of course, a lot of us have said on several of the shows that more than likely we don't see this match happening. But do you see Sting and Undertaker happening at WrestleMania? Mahler, what do you think? Um, you know, uh, that, that would be a match I'd like to see. I just don't know if, um, you know, after Sting's last little uh, stint there, if if um, they had the success that, that he was, you know, or that I should say that the WWE was, was uh, hoping to, uh, you know, bring with bringing him in. Um, but I, I think that would, you know, in my opinion, that's definitely a match I'd want to see more than uh, Cena Undertaker. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, let me ask. Let me also ask this question. Kind of ties in ties into this. This coming year at Hall of Fame, do we see Sting or the Undertaker or both go into the Hall of Fame? Uh, I, I'd say more of a sting than the undertaker. I, I think, um, you know, I think we have not seen the last of the dead man in, in the squared circle. Okay. All right. That's a good, good point of view there. Good point yes. of view. And also one, I wanted to throw out more information here. Of course, tonight is our the debut. Of course, JD just mentioned a few moments ago, WWS Indie Outlook will be, uh, uh, debuting here tonight from nine to 11 PM, but the normal hours will be, from seven to nine, I wanted to verify that. Verify that. That is all on the uh, <clears throat> Facebook group page. Uh, by the way, Gerard T. Smith once again came 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 through with us and put us a slick banner on on for this page, uh, which is looking look, looks real awesome. By the way, if you don't get a chance to look, if you haven't seen it yet, you need, you need to actually look at it. The call ID for that is one three nine eight six three pound. So okay. that that be the that be the number to get in at one three nine eight six three is the number to get into Indie Outlook Radio tonight from 9 to 11. And Mahler, please, by all means, listen in on this one tonight there, bud. It'll be every Monday evening. from uh, Tonight will be from 9 to 11, but uh, uh, starting next Monday, it'll be from 7 to 9. Chad, hold on a second. I'll be right back. All right, hold on, guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, well, uh, well, Chad, I appreciate, I appreciate that uh, invite. I actually, uh, tonight, I'm going to be uh, actually uh, training, so uh, I won't be able to make it tonight, but next week, uh, definitely want to tune in, and I'd love to uh, you know, come back on this show at some point and talk some more wrestling. We would love to have you, Mauler, believe me, and we really appreciate it from the bottom of our heart. We really want to thank you for being our guest today, and you've had a lot of great things to share with us, and I think we're all very impressed with uh, your stories and your knowledge, and we really do appreciate that, to say the least. Oh, yeah. thank you, guys. I really, uh, really enjoyed myself today. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like I said, this show will be I'll be also posted on the Radio Archives page of their Mahler, uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Radio History is the is the website for that for that page. Uh, and we can listen to all past episodes of all of our shows: Revolution, Wolfpack, Attitude Radio, Raw Radio, even the promotions that I do for each of the shows. Plus, like I said, Indie Outlook, which will make its debut tonight. What's it called? What's what's the name of the chat so I can write it again? Indie Outlook, you said. WCWS Indie Outlook is the name WCWS of the page. WCWS Indie. Well, it's the name of the sh- it's the name of the show, but the page is called Indie Outlook Radio. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, and then what's that radio ID number so everyone can know again, please? 
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.